Broadcasting in the KFC Flood Tide Company Barely Live Sessions. Coming to you from Road, South Carolina. got through taking his pants off. I know, pants and shirts. Yeah, I had to get a little naked. I just got off the water. I had to shed some layers. So to speak. Oh, I thought you were getting down to just the thermals, and that's what you're going to rock. I was thinking about it, but I can't trust you. <laughs> I get Paul gets too excited when I start getting a little, a little naked. Cool. Mike Benson, everyone. Hey, what's up, guys? How we doing? We got a good crowd today. Listen to them. Very excited. Yeah. yeah, they're out in our front lobby. Surprised you didn't start clapping when you, when you were taking your pants off. Oh, they were. Feels like the old days. <laughs> their hands, their hands were busy. If you know what I mean. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a friendly crowd today. Obviously. Um, Are you at the flood tub? <laughs> yes, I am, Mom. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sans Doug, but I think we're going to get a little visit from Matt Schlisky later. Sick. Yeah, I heard, yeah. Sick. Matt, he lives yeah, like next sick. door, right? So I mean. Yeah, down the road. We're not exactly asking him yeah. to. To, to drive out of the way to get He's here. not going to change the world by coming. No, Matt Swissy changes the world every time he comes into my life. Oh, okay. Well, then I should speak for, for myself. A guy, and for a guy that runs a, a fly shop, Paul gave a very professional view of our business when he pulls up, Paul's in the parking lot with the door open flying a drone. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it depends on the type of drone. It was the drone you got in your stocking, literally, like That's the right. small little toy drone, oh, which yeah. is yeah. perfect practice. Did you ever fix that big drone you got? It's, it's on the way to Florida to drone nerds. People who know such things? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I don't know anything about drones. Well, when we Sorry, get that I'm thing fixed, we're going to be filming some stuff, some mm-hmm. undercover top secret stuff. Get it having a sink. snicker bar in my face. It's the only thing I've eaten since breakfast. I have been on a liquid diet today. What's sore on you today, Mike? Sore? Yeah, you're usually sore. You usually talk about something. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what's sore on me. <laughs> I'll tell you what's sore on me. My casting arm, boys. Oh, yeah, tell us about little, it. Got a little fishing done today. Well, I mean, you literally just stormed in here. We haven't heard anything. Yeah, so, I mean, I literally I rolled, I rolled up from the ramp. <coughs> Dropped the boat off in the driveway. I don't live far from here either. I live in like neighborhood next door. And uh, shoved the boat in the driveway, sprayed her down. You know, flushed the engine, threw the, well, fl- threw the fly rod in the house. And I mean, I still got one leg soaking wet because I didn't get out of the way when I hooked up the uh, flush and my engine peed all over me. And that old gag. Yeah, dove in the truck and drove over here. I, I literally haven't stopped moving. So yeah, it was good. Went out and uh, hit a little low tide action today. We had a low tide about. 12 o'clock down south went to the Edisto River and um, got up some creeks and uh, we didn't find a lot of fish I won't lie to, well I'll take that back we found a lot of fish but don't lie to me not where we thought we was going to find them who'd you, know, you fish with 
Uh, my buddy Luke, he's a, uh, oh, yeah. you know Lucas, but he's, he's an architect here in town. I've got him in my phone as Luke the architect. Yeah. That's how he's in my phone. Uh, he's, he's one of like the most gung-ho fly guys, too. I love fishing with Luke. He does get excited. He, he won that knife, remember, at the yeah. uh, oh, Taylor's yeah. Ball? But oh. he's, like, he's like the most excited about everything. Like, he's the guy that's excited about the whole process. You know, like he gets excited when when I latch the hitch to the truck. He's like, "Oh yeah, man, oh, that was a good latch." You know, he gets excited whenever you splash the boat. Oh man, this water's so good. Look how good it looks on the wheels. You know, like not I'm not exaggerating, but he is. He's that guy that like literally just appreciates everything about being on the water. Those are the people I want to fish with every day. I try to be that guy myself. I'm not as vocal as Lucas about it, but dude, look at that bird. Yeah, like he, you, I fish with Will, and he's like, "Oh, you did the hitch, huh? <laughs> oh, you, the wheels are turning." Uh, but, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but I mean, we went up into some creeks, and I thought I'd find them in the creeks. It wasn't a real low tide, so I figured they'd stay up in those creeks. And they did, but the creek we were fishing has this big, like, hole in the back of it, like a deep hole. And just suck, like the Bermuda Triangle just sucks you in. They they got all up in that hole. And Tell us how to get in this creek. Nah, well, we'll get to that after we turn off the microphones. <laughs> Doug would if he was here. <laughs> oh, man, you just put Doug it right here. It but, yeah, but we found, like, one or two cruising by themselves because it was a warm day. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I landed. <laughs> we did a bunch of Doug drops from the last. Oh, is that Doug laughing? Yeah. I like it. But yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, we found a couple of cruising and uh, Luke messed Salt up. laugh. <laughs> I love the Doug sounds. But uh, Luke casted one, didn't get him to eat. He wasn't a happy fish. Then I took up the bow, made one cast, stabbed one in the face, brought one of the boaties about 28, 29. It was a solid fish, a little fatty. Um, and then uh, we got one more shot for Luke, and he made a really good cast. The fish turned. And when he turned to follow the fly, I mean, this fish is in, the boat was in six inches of water. The fish was in a little less than that. And so when he turned, it's gin clear water this time of year for people who don't know what Charleston's like in the winter. But fish turned, and when he turned to look at the fly, he got, like, he was about 50 feet away, but he just saw us, and you saw him just stop, like, put his fins out, like, oh. Like, he turned and was, like, following the fly, like, nom, nom, nom. And then it was like, nope. And then he's, like, backpedaled and, like, slid. <laughs> like, I think I'll go this way. Yep, and there you go. We saw about 20 more sitting down that big-ass hole, but they just weren't, they weren't. Hiding in a hole. What the hell are you going to do with that? I can't do shit with him. Well, how many did you catch? Just the one. <laughs> you know, if Doug was here, he'd say, I thought they were easy, Michael. I thought you said they were easy. They are easy. I only got one in front of me. I made one cast and I caught him. Little Doesn't sound that hard, sledge. does it? No. Well, I will say, it feels good not to be sick. I was pretty damn sick last week. Dude, I got hit with a damn lung. Oh. Like, I had to call out of work the other night. Like, I was laid up. I didn't leave my bed. And I'm not talking figuratively. I mean, literally, didn't leave my bed for three fucking days. Well, you, then I got you sick, I guess. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Oh, you're welcome. I just want to. I want to give. I want to be a the, giver. I'm on the back side of it now. Like I still have some junk in my my cough. Get a little fever rocking too. <laughs> I was asleep for three days. I don't know. I might have a fever. I well, see. I came to work when I was sick. Well, you don't work with. Yeah, I've been peeing a lot people. lately. <laughs> other than yeah, don't mind how sick we are. Other than other than other than Will, you don't deal with a lot of like immunocompromised people. It's not like I got sick people around me that wouldn't appreciate me adding to their woes. So we sent out a little message on Instagram if you had some questions or anything you want, uh, you know, Richard Queso at the end of the mail sack. Which, so we got a couple hours, but I guess people wouldn't hear this until we've already recorded. So that no is true. Mm-hmm. But I do just let's throw out old Frederick Stiffers said he's on the way to NOLA. I'm Hurry stiff. up. Spit. That's what he tells me. So I'm getting messages live here. No, nice. He's catching up on the shows on the way to New Orleans. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a road trip. Out. We're live tweeting out there. We, get, we will well, get to the, the good thing is, is he coming back from New Orleans? Like, is he, well, he's he on live, the way to NOLA. Or does he live in NOLA? 
I don't know him that well. I don't know. I'm well, if he doesn't live in Nola, then then he'll I have. Don't another, think he'll he have does. What I'm saying is, like, he would have an. By the time we get done today, he'll have another show to listen to on the way home. That's a good point. At least an hour of his drive will be covered. Frederick. Well, so uh, we're going to talk about a few more things, but just so we can kind of lay out the plan here, we're gonna we're gonna get into mom's mailbag. I know last week we talked about how my mom <laughs> sends like I literally went to the. Uh, the post office on Sunday, and I have three envelopes that are full of newspaper clippings. So we're going to go through. I haven't even looked at them yet. So we're going to go through those and see, let the people see what she sends me. Um, we also got Mister One Upper. He's gonna. Oh, yeah. You're gonna meet him later. Yeah. Mike. Mike knows him. He's bringing it's, him in. It's you know. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm not happy about him being on the show, but whatever. Anyway, he so wasn't my call. Um, we're also going to talk about some bands and songs that work us all over. Oh yeah. Um. We got Scoop Callahan coming back. He was, I think, I think episode one. He was here. Yeah, doing gear yeah reviews. I think, I think you're right. By the first day we ever did this, so yeah. he's coming back. We're gonna call in. He's not gonna be in the studio this time. We're gonna kind of call him. Yeah, well, what, yeah, he's been covered up with all the between, new uh, gear coming out this year. So between Mister One Upper, I don't know if we can deal with both those guys in the studio at the same time. It would, no, it would be too much. you wouldn't want that. This is a small studio. To be fair. We're also gonna read the best of 2015 Charleston pl- police blotters. <laughs> I do love police. Workers. Yeah, these are pretty solid, and they all have to do with someone peeing or, or getting arrested, exposing. right? Or, yeah, will. When, uh, when I was a younger man, I first when I first moved to Charleston, um, I had a roommate and keyboard. Um, we were both like <laughs> under twenty one, but we would sneak down. He knew some people. I, I went to college Charleston, but I, I lived off campus. So I never really got to be like a part of the college Charleston you know, thing. So I, I didn't know people really. You would have fit right in. Oh I, my god, I, I probably would have been okay. But I didn't. I came down late. I was like a uh, sophomore when I transferred in. So we went. Um, he knew some people that like, and it was we went down to some house parties, you know, and we'd get drunk at these house parties. And then our favorite game was to walk around the rich part of town. Like um, towards Broad and South Broad, we just walk around drunk and see the nicest. Like, pick the game was to get the nicest driveway to piss in. So like you'd find the <laughs> nicest. And if you've never been to Charleston, they have these really ornate driveways that like snake around. Oh uh, yeah. House. So the trick was to find the nicest house with the coolest driveway and get as far into the driveway and as close to the house as you could, and then just piss all over it. That was our game. Well, knowing some, <laughs> know some of those people that live in those houses, they're probably waiting to say. Martha, they, they picked our driveway. <laughs> I told you it was going to pay off. To be 20 years old again. We got the I best like, driveway. I think I might have been 19 then, but 20 was, yeah, maybe 20. You would have stuck out at College of Charleston like some deranged uh, Vietnam oh. veteran. Oh, my you God. Like, well, oh, he's just he's just a real hipster wearing camouflage all the time. No, he's insane. Yeah, I definitely didn't fit in at College of Charleston <laughs> at all. I, it was bad. I mean, it was, I mean, I, it, was, it was one of those things. I think I might have fit in better if like I was there and they got to know me because I'm a likable guy. Yeah. But just to see the guy stumble into class in the morning, you know, camo and Georgia boots and, you know, Carhartts. And I was straight out of the mountains, too, so I hadn't even, like, assimilated any of my style to, like, the Charleston my style. style. I still don't wear the Charleston style, but, you know, back then it was probably a little worse. Did you clean up? I've seen um, I can't. But that's the woman <clears throat> making me do that. She's good about that. So, finishing the program here, just to let the kids know, we're, our guest of the week is Tom By. My editor-in-chief. Yeah. Owner of the Drake Mag. <laughs> He, uh, Mike's written a few things for him too, so that'll be fun to kind of get into all kinds of stuff with Tom. He's been he's been on the prowl of the the GT lately. That's his favorite fish. At least that's what he told me. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that. I have I have a problem with the GT fish. Can we talk about that maybe? Yeah. Well, why don't you do you want to talk about it or you want to? Well, ask I want to talk about. It. It. I'm asking you because you're the show driver here. I didn't know if it no, was a good time to talk about ju- it. Or let's not. do it. I don't want to talk about Tom about it because he's obviously on this fucking GT train. 
<laughs> the I, GT train. I have a problem with it, and I, I do. And it's not that I have a problem with the GT, because, I mean, let's be, they're big, they're tough, they're strong, you can catch them. But you have to fly to, like, it's an elite fish. Like, basically, oh, totally here's elite. the problem I have with it. Like, if like Permit, Alaska used to be elite, but yeah. everyone goes, you know. Permit is a jack, right? Permit's yeah. a member of the jack family. Bumper so jack. Permit, yeah, Permit and jack and, and GTs are, are essentially cousins. Bumper jack. And, but they've been elevated to a point to where they literally don't even acknowledge them as jacks. Like, you only call them by Permit. It's not like you call them the Permit Jack or you even associate them in the family with jacks because they're kind of different. So I, I'll leave them out of this conversation. But at the end of the day, a jack is a jack is a jack is a jack. And a GT is just a Jack Cravel on fucking steroids. Yeah. And so I, I just have Jackson a hard time. Cravel. I just have but, a hard time. Like, because but no one likes fishing for jacks. Nobody. Yeah, you <laughs> in the state side, you say, yeah, man, we got into some jacks. And I'm like, oh, so you had a shitty day, right? <laughs> oh, it's fun as shit to me. No, man. they're fun. I love it. They're you fun. But are they $10,000 worth of airfare fun? There's not a lot of things that are $10,000 yeah, worth of airfare Exactly. Fun. And that's the problem I have is because these guys go to, you know, the Seychelles or they go to any of these atolls out in the South Pacific or wherever where they're catching these things, or even like South Africa. And I guess if you lived in South Africa, that's one thing. But, like, to get to these atolls out there, you're talking ten grand just in airfare and travel. And then you're talking, you know, a normal guide, you know, normal like lodge rate or, or mothership rate. You're five to six or seven thousand dollars for your lodging. Yeah, and it's not like going to Connecticut. No, you're going <laughs> to the literal opposite end of the earth. Well, I mean, just just the different certificates and no, visas. No, it's crazy. Which I look, I'm not cracking on the people. Mike's that are, rant came early today. I'm not cracking on the people that are able to actually go and do this. In fact, I'm jealous of the people that are able to do this. But the thing is, like. All you see anymore from these exotic trips, which are like the dream of guys like me, that guys that can't afford it yet, maybe my life at one point I'll get to where I can swing that. But, like, all you see now are these fucking GTs. And I'm like, God damn. If I travel to the other end of the earth, I may want to swing at a GT if he's somewhere near me. But that is not going to be the highlight of my fucking trip. I've caught big angry jacks. I can catch a 40-pound amberjack here all day long and make Boom. your back hurt and fucking catch him on a popper and watch him destroy shit and get angry and mad and sweat and grunt and cuss at him. I can do that in Charleston. Like, I might do it once if they're there, but I'm not going all the way over to catch it. So when I, well, there's so many other cool fish. I mean, the Pacific Permit, you've got milkfish, which are extremely hard to catch. I had no you've idea got, those things jumped. They, like, I, what? Milkfish. Those oh, yeah, I've heard. I never, I never really seen much. And you know why I haven't seen much? Because everybody wants to talk about the fucking GTs. There's so much cool shit over there that you cannot get anywhere else in the world. There's nothing that you can get those fish. No other place on the planet you can get those fish. But all you want to hear about is a fucking GT. I don't know. You know why? You it's, know what, though? It's because it makes a cool picture for you to hold a big fish in your life. You know lap. what, like, though? That's it. It's one that's of those things, maybe until you've experienced, you'd be like, okay, I no, get it. I've caught big jacks. Yeah, I but think about it in two jacks feet are, of water. Jacks are great, but I enjoy the simple ele elegance of a ladyfish. Ladyfish <laughs> ladyfish is not to be overlooked. Toss Brown. No, I, I, don't think, I don't think that's what I'm getting at here. Like, I can't, I can't say I anything about the GT as far as I'm sure they do fight hard. I'm sure it's a, a great experience. But that can't be the best part of your trip. And it seems like now every magazine, every article, every movie, everything you see is just these fucking GTs. And that seems to be the only thing. I love thing how he has to throw the F word in the I front have to, of it every And I just time. complained about somebody else cussing way too much unnecessarily. But, like, I'm, <laughs> this is necessary. But, like, I, I, I realize, I, I think that's just, I think that's my main problem with it. It's like, there's so much more to those trips. Why, is, why am I only seeing GTs? Yeah, but they might say Show the same. me something else. Hey, but they might the say the same, same thing about us. Though. I mean, we're out there throwing around huge brown trout. You know, kind of the media now. World, it's the world wide web. I know, yeah. 
So, but I, I get what you mean. It's like it's a so I see. You barely know of like one or two there species. So, oh, yeah. GT. <laughs> oh, oh, this ad brought to you by the Drake magazine. Make Drag magazine, which has a giant GT right on the cover. <laughs> but I mean, but it seems like I, I, maybe I'm just not looking deep enough. But I feel like I feel like, and, and maybe it's and it may not even be the guys going. It may just be that the media, the the worldwide media, all they want to see is that testosterone-driven Jack fever. Which is fine. Well, but remember when the Taman was the big fish four yeah, years ago? Exactly. And it's, but the, the thing about that is that's not the same because in Mongolia, that's the only thing you're going to catch there is Taman. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that go on those trips are not going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to take a shower for 10 days and ride the back of a truck. You know, they want that, uh, that handheld complete yeah. deal. But there's always, like, a new fish that's taken over, like, everyone. Yeah, like, well, but the taming I can understand. Like, if you go to Mongolia, there's only one reason you went to Mongolia, and that's a taming. These things live amongst amazing fish, amazing targets on a fly rod. And I just, I, I guess maybe I'm just, I feel like I'm getting gypped because I can't go there. So what I want is the full experience of going there via my media. And I feel like all I hear now is GT this and GT that. And I'm like, yeah, well, there's, like, ten other targetable species that live right there beside the GT where are they? Well, do they have nurses without borders down there or something you can go to? There's no people. Like for a nurse, for a nurse to work, I need people. I could go to South Africa. I could probably do that. I mean, I, speak thought, I would think that you might be the, like the only person that puts in for that just to get a, get a hold of the best fish. Yeah, is there a nurse without borders position on Kiribati? That'd be great. Can just, you oh, he really cares. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. Just to change the subject, okay, uh, yeah, we can stop just that. a tad. Uh, I got word from old Larry Luttrell yesterday, and I'm assuming Rick Priscilla probably doesn't listen to this show, but maybe he does when he was a guest a couple weeks ago. But uh, So I hope Larry gets to him first on this before he hears this. Otherwise, he'd be like, uh, no. Yeah. But uh, Larry told me we usually do like a March trip down to see some shops in Florida and kind of hit the uh, – Spring training, and now that we've kind of got connected with Rick, we'll obviously go to oh, yeah. the Red Sox spring training. You've got backstage friend passes Yeah, now. so, you know, last year he ended up getting sent on the split squad. We didn't get to see him, so. We did get to see an A-Rod home run, though. No, remember that, that dude behind good. a bum, bum, oh. and all the he just jacked it. I think it was like a grand slam, too, or something. I got on, we got on video, remember? Oh, was, this like, was he like the haggler from uh, yeah, Happy haggler. Gilmore, where oh, he's yeah. like. He was. <laughs> the, hole, the hole at bat, he's going, bum, bum, <laughs> and like. Sixth pitch of the at bat, he goes Jack City, uh, and the guy just turns and around. And the guy couldn't hide; he made so much of an ass. He started himself. laughing. He was like, uh, eh, what can I do? He had to like just start like picking the shoe leather out of his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna do a little fishing down there, obviously. Do a little film, and like Doug will hopefully be able to go and film the film the trip. And but Larry wants us to each get in the the batting cage against Rick and see if we can. Are you serious? Hit him. I'm not getting in that batting cage. I am. Man, we... I, we, dude, I, we, I don't even play baseball. Like, I'm going to do, do a dorn. I'm going to lean right into one. No. <laughs> take one on the table. Hey, I got a base. I got a base. I got a base against Rick Priscilla. <laughs> a base is a base, base, I made a base. Well, you know... <laughs> That's the only way I'd get a base on my Rick Priscilla is get my hit. My first pitch. Is, that's uh, what I'd be afraid of. Like, that thing's going to be coming hot. Shit. He's going to be putting some mustard on that thing. I and I'd be standing there scared as shit. They're like, oh, God, it came too close to me. <laughs> See, I got a Clayton Kershaw story. I almost took off Kershaw's head at our alumni mm. baseball camp like two years that's ago. You're, that's because you're, that's you're a baseball awesome beast there, Pucky. Yeah. You play baseball. Look at I've me. Seen, I've seen your team photos from your, high, your, from your like, peewee's. Your mother sent them to league. us. Your mom sent me a couple, yeah, actually. That's yeah. right. They're right. Um, <laughs> I, I thought about this last night. It's like you told me about that. I was like, man, that sounds pretty cool. And then I sat and thought about it. 
And I've realized that there is a 90% chance that I'm going to fall down the first pitch he throws. Either, oh, from, just running, ball, right? either, yeah. either from running away or swinging. And, and just, just like, like a cartoon. On, like, yes. yes. It's like gonna, a curveball is going to look like it's hitting your head, yeah. and then it's going to oh, be a yeah, strike. That's, yeah, that's I mean, what I'm afraid of. It's like he's going to throw some inside curve, and I'm going to be like, oh, it's going to hit me. I was, yeah. okay, I was okay in baseball growing up. I never played further than like 14 or 15-year-olds, but I did play first base. I did have two uh, – for two seasons, the last game and the last at bat, not then and two outs, I'm up to bat, get a base hit in each. But it has been so long since I've done anything like that. We went to the batting Dude, cages, yeah. and it's just, and he's gonna scare the hell. Dude, out. even the an off speed pitch. Scare me, oh, yeah. I know. I mean, it's just. Ugh. I got into the '80s and I was happy for myself, but it's been a long, it's been a long time. I would, we would see a curveball and it would just be like knock our face off probably, and we would be like squatting. Oh, It'd be yeah. fun though. I'd piss. I mean, either that or <laughs> going to lay down the simple butt and rely on my speed. <laughs> Fake bunch slap. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, New Year's, Mike. Did you work New Year's? Yeah, I worked uh, the day before New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day. Did <laughs> so. anything fun happen at the hospital? Yeah. No. New Year's not <clears throat> at twelve o'clock. You know. No, I, t- I told somebody asked me that earlier today, and I told yeah. him I was like, I'll work upstairs. So you either have to be like chronically sick or like really had like. Something seriously wrong with you, or you really, really messed yourself up bad. Because oh, so like, like you've got to be admitted to the hospital, and like you're going to stay there a few days before I see you. So you're not like a drunk girl with a broken head. No, or. yeah. Like if you broke, if you went, fell, and broke your arm, or you got alcohol poison, you don't make it to me. Like you don't ever see Mike. Like yeah. you've got to fuck up. If you see yeah. me looking down at you, you're like, oh <laughs> shit, I done fucked up now. Because you're in there for a few days. Like you're not leaving tomorrow. Like you got stuff going on. Well, unless you had like a massive like. Compound fracture or something, and they wanted to wait till tomorrow to do your surgery to repair your your leg. You might stay with me overnight, but that's that's the extent of it. So you're, no, you're I don't. Getting out of there two different ways. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just the thing is, I I don't see a lot of influx when it comes to crazy nights. Um, in fact, I see less on the holidays because people will like ignore their chronic conditions. Like they know that they need to go to the oh, hospital, yeah. but they've got family in town or. You know, they got to go do this for the family and whatever. And they'll actually, like, not come to the hospital because they've got things to do. So I'm going to say this as a health advisory. Don't do that. If you have a chronic condition and you feel like you need to go to the hospital, ignore your family. Go to the hospital. Not that we need your money, but I don't want you being sick and then wait until, like, a week after and, and having to come in and see me when you're, you're really messed up. So that, that's an important message. Don't ignore your health because of holidays. Like, that's serious. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Thanks. Saving okay. people's lives out there. We'll have to cut that up, send that right up to the people. people. All right. Well, we're going to fade this out, get a com- get an ad from our sponsor, and uh, be back in a little bit. That's right. Woohoo. Child Clown Outlet. Why not use our child clowns for your next party or special event? It's a fact. Our child clowns are washed and diapered daily. And, and no child clown comes without fake plastic doo-doo. My child clowns never take breaks. Now you can run an adult adapter to bring that child clown up to a regular man's eye level. Our clowns are soft to the touch. They're soft to the touch. Did you make a mess of our child clowns? Bring them back dirty. We'll hose them off. And now we made returning your child clown even easier. Just use one of our many Mahanahan's Child Clown Express drop-off booths. And if you don't like that, I've got fun. Do you have a discreet adult party that you need? Clown 
<laughs> oh, Dougie's still with us in spirit. Don't be scared of Uncle Tupelo. I ain't scared of Uncle Tupelo. Well, I mean, that'll be the band that never does the stupid reunion, which no. I want them to so bad. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll never do it, but you want it to happen, and that's why they'll never do it. They're just going to stay the, the awesomeness that they are, and they don't need to expound on that. That's the way it needs to be. That's right. That's right. I guess to our detriment, I wasn't old enough to like even go to see Uncle Tupelo. A little doing before anything. my time, but I do got a lot of their CDs. I got one from their last oh, live show. I uh, constantly, yeah. Board, so. I mean, them, Sunvolt, um, Slobberbone, all those bands that were coming around that same time frame. Well, Sonvolt Wilco. Sunvolt and Wilco came from that. Yeah, exactly. I'm talking yeah. yeah, like all those bands, like those were pre my time, but like that's probably 80% of what I listen to nowadays, which is. Not that I'm that cool or hipster or anything, but it just I didn't discover it till later in life, and yeah. they're already gone, and I can't see them live, which is depressing. A little I'm sure bit. they didn't play your town a lot. No, I don't think I don't think Valdez, North Carolina was on the stop list. <laughs> you know the, the ba- you know the band, the third band that comes out of that that no one ever really under- knows out of uh, which one? Not Wilco. Well, he had a couple. Tweedy had a couple other records. Well, I don't mean like Tweedy's got Wilco, Ferrar's got, got Sunvolt. Uh, I know, but I'm not counting okay. like they're. And you got Slobberbones in there, but they're not the same small. guys. That's a different. Uh, group. Bottle Rockets. Bottle Rockets. Uh, bottle rockets yeah. That whole like that whole scene I mean, back yeah. then. I mean, you had the Randy Rogers band. You had all those guys doing that style of music, which was just awesome. I mean, I it was, know, and it was a little before its time. Honestly, I feel like because oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was Clapton amazing. was right in there. I'm sorry, Doug's not here. So Doug's gotta, not here. We can't get the Clapton. In there. <laughs> you got to throw a random name. I mean, Clapton was. I mean, he's yeah. just killing it for Sunvolt. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I'm dep- like I feel like I was born like a half a generation too late because if I was like 20 years older, I could have been like Skaggs. I could have been like in my mid 20s, like jamming to these guys live, you know, yeah. somewhere out west, and I just wasn't because I was like 10. Well, they played Athens <laughs> a lot, which is really close. Um, Sunvolt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uncle Tupelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tupelo, yeah. I just, so well, they played a lot, but they were just still just... It's just a dude, little too young. I was too young. I'm in 10th grade living in the country. I'm not going on a, a road yeah. trip to Athens. Well, and, I'm, and I'm, I was in middle school or like late elementary school at best, you know? So it's like... Well, Wilco... I wasn't around Wilco's, the scene. <laughs> Wilco started, I think, 95, 96. And I was 10 and 95 for references. Yeah. And I remember this... <laughs> I was 15. I remember yeah. a buddy of mine was dating this girl. She's like... Y'all have to go get this Wilco album. The uh, the uh, wish you Paul's the old man here. What's the the double live kind of not live but the double acoustic Kicking television? Kind of, no, no, that's the double live. Should have no. been here, something like that. Anyway, it's all you know. The, Just the, think about it. We got time. Let's work it out. I think on the next anyway, break, when we come back from the next break, I think we need a little slobber bone. Like uh, I got barrel chested. I got oh, I got an What about the, uh, get gone again? That's got my it. favorite slobber bone song. We're, we're doing it then. We'll do, why don't we do it, it on the outro? Oh, well, outro is fine. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, okay, so, <coughs> excuse me. So, uh, last week we talked about how my mom sends these envelopes. And <laughs> I li- I haven't looked at these, but there's, <laughs> this is three envelopes worth. And each envelope probably has about ten newspaper. Oh, Paul's holding a pile of newspaper. And they, each, they each come from the Dallas Morning News. <laughs> they all come from the Dallas Morning News. And it's usually things I've already heard about or seen because it's always like five days well, Because later. we live in the 21st century and you have the internet. So. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I'm an only child. My folks are in Dallas. So, you know, my mom wants to feel like she's talking to me. So, right, yeah, here's the first it. one. I just picked it top of the pack. Heidi Grant Halverson. She's a psychologist and author of No One Understands You and What to Do About It. <laughs> so I'm supposed to read that. I'm not going to read Jesus. that article. <laughs> All right, let's see what the next one is here. <laughs> Top artist, the sounds of success. This is a whole article about Adele. 
and Drake Adele. and Justin Bieber. Well, because you're into music, definitely so your influence. That's so I'm not going to read that one. You're well. You're into music, Paul. You should read all. And I also, I also told her about a year ago. She started re- sending me all these articles that were all about death, like fisherman <laughs> dies, <laughs> shark dies, shark eats a guy, fisherman falls off boat oh, and lake. Yeah. I said, Mom, please do not send these to me anymore. You sent a lot of bad juju in the mail, Mom. <laughs> okay, that's still about that Bieber thing. All right, so I told you <laughs> <Justin> also. <Bieber. laughs> I told you also a lot of the articles are about Steve Ray Vaughan. Here's another one. How oh. can there possibly be an article? In the newspaper once a week about Steve Ray Vaughan. It's unbelievable. Because Texas, that's I why. Know, he's from <laughs> Dallas. Stevie Ray Vaughan, still dead, says sources. <laughs> <laughs> so this says, hits and misses, monument to musical geniuses, takes big step forward. So I'm not going to read it. The point is, the headlines tell us all. Let's read a couple more here. So, yeah. <laughs> Texas is never going to let go of Steve. Chris Long. Wait, wait, wait. Can I, can I point something out that nobody but us can visualize? Not only does he have an article, his mom has outlined it and underlined <laughs> the important parts of the article with marks. notes. She's look got the side whole, notes. Like, she's got tap look, notes on the side. Every line is underlined. Oh, yeah. She underlined the whole thing. But then she's got, like, parentheses around it. And there's a side note that I can't decipher. It's in cursive. And I don't know his mom's hand. Obviously. But that is definitely... Like that's intense. Like she, she didn't just cut it out. No, she I'm took time to like make sure you knew what she I'm wanted to see. I'm gonna read just a little bit. Of this. Go ahead, read it. Chris Long, if you want to transform your leadership capabilities and stature in the coming year, focus on two things: voice and transparency. Giving voice means you actively seek out feedback from others about the issues that are important to you, and or your organization. I guess it's like a little flood tide to but I don't but I don't, honestly Long? don't care what he's other people think. He's a psychol he's a professor at Georgetown. What if I don't care what other people think? Is that like a can I do that? Ooh, destinations <laughs> for your bucket list. Let's read this one, then we'll probably oh. you got some things you want to talk about. Oh, anyway, before we read this, what's the over under on any of these being on any of our lists? Considering well, yeah, our bucket lists okay, are it's considerably a tr- it's different. A destinations for two thousand sixteen bucket lists. Okay. Like places to go. Well, how about we do a yay and nay vote as the, if it would fall anywhere on your top okay, okay. ten. If there are Cleveland's in there, <laughs> it'd be close. Right, we'll do a yay no vote on these and see who's got them in their top ten. I, okay. I'm interested. Myanmar. I only know of Myanmar from Seinfeld. What is it? It's Where a country. Is, where's Myanmar? Recent it elections in this land of... Oh, wait, wait, wait Burma's a war zone, Whoa, according to Rocky. It's That's a land heard. of gilded pagodas. Huh. It's I just used consider- to the silver pagoda. That's a yeah. nay for me. So travel to... Oh, remember the, uh, the uh, actor Abe Pagoda? Hey, I watched I watched the last Rambo movie. But there is a, a river there. Zone. There's a river there, the Era Irrawaddy River. Yeah, it's full good of human. It's, it's full of human excrement. I don't, I don't, they don't yeah. have plumbing there, Paul. I'm pretty sure you're gonna <laughs> fish for turds in that. River. All right, here's the second. Utah's Wasatch Mountain Range. I can get into that. It's not on my bucket list, but I would go there. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's not a bucket list place. Let's be real. The state's not. No, it's not, the whole state's kind of out. State. Like, if says, I found myself there, I could entertain myself, well, I'm certain. Well, my family-in-law lives there, so I will be going you, there. Well, you've been there, and you're going to go back. You're so not Mormon. it's known for perfect powder days, stellar hiking, and fly fishing. Yeah, but once again, is it a bucket list? This is a bucket no, list no. list. Well, no, that's what the, that's what the article says. Is, I mean, I go. The, it's not on my bucket list because I'm going. Well, that's what I said. It has to be a yay or nay yeah, vote on us. We're, we're, we're applying this to our actual but circumstances. just for 2016 regional, you're thinking. That she, this, uh, Myanmar is regional? Like I'm just going to buzz over to Burma for the weekend? Like, that's not a. That's not regional. <laughs> there might be more of it. There might be an actual situation that requires me to go to Myanmar this year as opposed to Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to go see some business associates. <laughs> yeah, something yeah. happened. Hey, something I'm, came I'm, up in the factory. Yeah, something in your clothing factory. All of our clothing. I, I do see one on this all list right, that y'all are going to be all about. All right. 
All right, Cleveland. Nashville is the next one. Okay, that's actually on a not a bucket list, but that's but on a short go. list of like, places. Like, hey, let's go to Nashville. I've this never year. been to Nashville, and it's on my short list of like statewide places I really want to go. I'm I would call it it's good. It's good. I'm going for my one year anniversary in April there. I'm talking about yeah, like that's a great place. And uh, to go. was our big dealer there? Fly South. Yeah, fly south, Jim right. Maurice. Yeah. I'm gonna start doing dealer trips for you guys. Like without you, without you guys knowing I'm going, I'm just gonna find fly shops in town and be like, "Hey, I'm here with Flip Tide Company." <laughs> On the bucket list, you gotta stick to the bucket list. Though. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the next one, Washington D.C. No, I've been I would, there. I would, I've never really been, so I, I would go. I got drunk. Uh, in in Arlington, which Y'all of course drinking again. I got drunk in Arlington, which is across the river from DC. Like, yeah, and uh, I was there years and years ago. Y'all must a, be drinking. Yeah, years and years ago, we had a film that went on the film tour thing, and we went up there to do the film tour for um, the Fly Shop in Town, which is the Urban Anglers. Yeah, um, and we went up there to well, Richard Farina. Yeah, Seal Richard Farina. He was just here last week. I took him fishing. Farina. Um, Farina came in town. I got, I got him on a couple fish. He caught a couple redfish. But, like, we got hammered drunk at this bar, this Irish pub in, in Arlington. And uh, he got this, drunk. this chick, it was like the fly fishing chick, and I have nothing against fly fishing chicks, but they tend to try to compete. Like, they have something to prove because they're a chick in a world dominated by men, pretty much. That they have to be like, oh, yeah, I can do this and I can do that. <laughs> and so she was, like, she was like, I can cast 50 feet. It's literally what she said to me, like bragging. And I was like, oh. And I was drunk, so I didn't give her any kind of courtesy. I was like, I, I, w- I went one up her like my cousin you're going to meet here in a little while. And I was like, oh, I can cast 50 feet with my bare hands. And she was like, you're so full of shit. And I was like, all right. So I talked to my buddy who lives there. And I was like, do you have a fly line in your truck, like a rod or reel? He's like, I got a reel in the truck. I was like, go get it. So he went and got his reel out. We go out in the street. Two of my buddies got blocked traffic in Arlington, literally blocked traffic, like standing in the road like, hold on, something important's happening, <laughs> and stop cars, and I make her pace off 50 feet. She paces off 50 feet, and to my credit, being drunk, I backhanded, it was like a five-weight or something, I backhanded and like hit her right in the fucking face with fly <laughs> line at 50 feet barehanded. I'm not, I don't know that I'm proud of that, but it made me feel good when I was shit-faced. Such a good time. All right, continue with our bucket list. I'm I've sorry. I've never been to a bar and had like a fly fishing challenge. I, it's the only time it's ever happened to me in life, and it was a chick. So it's not exactly like I get to brag that much. But, hey, I beamed a chick in the face with a fly line in the middle of the street in Arlington, Virginia, slash Washington, D.C. So God my, bless a, America. That's on, okay? my, that's on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last one. I think this is a no-brainer. Cuba. Oh, no, no, no. That is... One yay. out of five. I'll One put a hand. Up, yay, yay. I'll put a hand up on that. Yeah. That's on my short bucket yeah. list. It shouldn't like, be that big of a. It's like a 90 miles. Would you like me to read why she thinks we should go to Cuba? Let's, I'm curious about your that. mom. No, just the uh, article. Oh no, it has nothing to do with the awesome. Oh, she did underline it all, though. My mom underlined the fly fishing. God, it's got join the initial wave of visitors during Cuba's open new era. Explore the rich cultural. Her- See it before it gets her- touristy. Heraldage. I can't read. Heraldage. Can't talk. <laughs> and natural beauty of this Caribbean island before the influence of a more modern way of living alter its current patina. That kind of tossed me out of Cuba. Yeah, yeah. But and uh, honestly, like I would, I would swing through Havana. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> you know, breeze through. Just, just you know. Hit but the that's socks, not, uh, okay. Like you're gonna talk chilies. Talk talk bad to me. But like, is that why you're going? To, is that why you're going to Cuba? No, you're going down to the national park, which is way away from Havana, on the south side of the island, where all the fucking tarpon live. That's where we all well, want to go. Like, I would like to walk through there. I mean, it's been oh, I would closed totally. off. I, I mean, said I breeze I, through. I didn't. And there mean, will like, be a chili's there, there in about there a year. There will be a chili's there. I didn't say not see it. Well, I just I, said I told you that chili's membership's gonna pay off. <laughs> oh yeah, buddy, that credit card you pay like thirty <laughs> percent on every year is gonna uh, get so it. Pa- so Paul walked in with all these news articles from his mom. Like so excited. I was like, oh. 
You're not the only one who received the mail from his mom. Hey, and by the way, if you're listening to this, Miss Bucket, I don't get mail currently. Um, and yeah. if anybody would like to send me mail, actually, no, I'm, not, I'm not gonna. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give my address out on the podcast. So, <laughs> That's not gonna happen. So but the first photo, the get, first get my address from Paul. I would love to get some well, letters. Let's, let's let's start this over with a month ago. We were in Dallas. This is we're in Dallas. So we went and visited look at Paul's that parents. Of him. It doesn't yes. even look, look like him. It's a picture of me. And it's white like beard. It's like barely blurred out. Just uh, got a beer in front of me and salt and pepper. Yeah. And it says lunch. At the Flying Fish in Preston Center, in quotations, in Dallas, Texas. And then here, dash, Will Abbott, here from South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want something else. I want to like point you, something man. else on this. There's there's a lot of sunspots in this picture. I know. Um, because it's a, it was just not really well thought out. But the best part is one of the sunspot lands right on your chin. This is like a fast-forward shot of Will in 20 years. Look, It looks like he's got the Santa, yeah, like the like salt and pepper beard. Like I just got out of jail. Yeah, like, you he, know, like he after just got six months. Yeah, he touched a little boy, and then they finally <laughs> let him loose. And, <laughs> it was a and misunderstanding. It was a misunderstanding. It didn't happen. But, like, yeah, it looks like it, this does look like an older version of Will Abbott. I'm so, excited about so it. So the next picture is a picture similar to that from the same table of Paul. And it says the same thing at the Flying Fish in Preston Center in Dallas, Texas. And then it has weirdo underlined with a question mark. Paul Puckett. Quotation. <laughs> 40. <laughs> oh, I bet every picture of Paul in that house is dated and aged. And it does look like a weirdo. He looks like he's, uh, he looks like he's staring me down. And then, there, and then uh, the lunch with Paul and his mother eating. Uh, on the left, Paul's mom, Myra Puckett. She labeled herself. And Paul Puckett, 40, on the right. Here also with Will Abbott of South Carolina on business. <laughs> That's right. I wish we were live so I could we could you know take pictures of this. I know. Maybe we should tweet these and out tweet or this. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll tweet something like just a, like a, a fanned out picture collage. What else you got over there? Will? I see you reading one. Uh, I'm just going through them. Says uh, another one of Paul. It's weirdo. Here from Charleston, South Carolina, with Will Abbott. Will, someone is following me. Let's go back to home to Charleston, South Carolina, where it's safe. Will, don't leave me here. So some quote she <laughs> <got> <laughs> from a movie, I guess. Somebody, wait. Yes. Oh, you know, I got that. Like, somebody just hit us up on Facebook, like the little picture you guys put up of us. And they haven't heard this yet because we are barely live. We are not actually live. And... Coincidentally, they said, put some pants on. And well, it's curious that the show started out with me, Sans Pants. But how would they have known? Well, it, it just has a picture of Will sitting at the table, so I guess he's just assuming Will doesn't have pants on, which you know, without pants. He so doesn't. Tom, Tom just texted me. Oh, God, what's he doing? He's like, man, my voice is shot. If we can reschedule another time, oh, I literally serious? have no voice right now. But if you need it, we well, can do it. Didn't he get his eyes worked on? We can pre record uh, questions for him. And just play. No, no I who, don't, who else could we? Does he have? Does he have his eyes worked on, or what do he have? He's the dentist. This is Dennis. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this during the break. I'm yeah, sure we can okay. conjure we'll, up we'll someone. We'll conjure up somebody. I'm sure we can. Find we, we remember we we do have a uh, a uh, Brian Grossenbacher that we that got deleted. Yeah, maybe if he's available. Yeah, yeah. We and him. we have a Joe Dickey. Joe Dickey. Yeah, we got both of those that nobody has heard except for us because we suck and didn't get. It well, done. yeah. So. Uh, well, we'll just right, figure so, it out. Yeah, so we'll, we'll figure, figure that out. out. So yeah. there's a chance we might not be getting old Tommy. Yeah, well, sounds that's, pretty that's, good. Yeah, but it's essentially, just read his magazine. It's an awesome magazine. No, yeah. magazine. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, absolutely. Even though it has a GT on the front, Mike may not yeah. read no, the front cover. We do have a pretty cool ad. Now Mike's all set. He's like, oh, what did I do? We do no, I don't came in hot. I, I, stand, I stand by everything I said. We I do have a pretty good down. ad that you designed for the uh, magazine in this mm-hmm. edition. I hope it speaks to some people. Me and Paul, me and Paul, are both veterans of that magazine. We, we were actually in a, we were in a magazine together before we even knew each other. That's right. They had a special outlining Paul as the Renaissance man in that magazine, and I had my first ever in print that's, article. That's, that's back when Will was like coming in the shop and just wanted my autograph back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And, I, and I had this guy. Yeah. I had my first ever essay, wanted. or at least an essay that anybody wanted to actually use ink on was was in that one too. But then I saw like, who's this Renaissance guy? Little did I know that he would be. Living with me, Renaissance guy, with you and your mohawk. Me and my mohawk back in the day. I miss miss the mohawk. I I I wish I still had like the fortitude. I just don't have the personal strength to wield the mohawk anymore. Hold on, dude. Didn't you dye the side of your head? Oh, I I I did the the Halloween spray paint. But yeah, I used to like I used to make I made my own stencils and stuff, and I would stencil it and spray it with a Halloween hairspray so that it would look like whatever fish I was chasing. So like the biggest, most famous one I did was my Albie run. And I I sprayed the whole sides of my like the sides of my bare head were <laughs> were green like that neon kind of mossy. This was back when I was in college at Charleston. No, this is back <laughs> when I was just a fishing <laughs> bum and getting God. my truck repossessed and stuff. And uh, so I like neon green sides like so the mohawk is standing up all pretty. And the sides of my bare head were green. And then I made a stencil that looked like the wavy lines on the side of an albino. And I laid the stencil on there and had my buddy spray paint the black on there. So I had neon green with black wavy lines running down the sides of the Mohawk. It was impressive as hell. We call it the Albie Hawk, of course. <laughs> and uh, it brought in some fish. I caught a lot of fish wearing that dude. Oh, my God. I've never done my hair for fishing. I, this is the only time I've ever done my hair for fishing. Um, well, somebody did make the comment that I should do it in like a tarpon scale pattern and go tarpon fishing. <laughs> never really done that. It's uh, it's maybe it's on the list. I don't. I just like I said. I literally don't think I have the mohawk in me anymore. I wore it for years, sans paint most of the time. But you know, oh my God. I don't know if I got it anymore. It was it was a time of my life. Well, it was a fa- it, it was. It I won't call it a phase was. because I still feel like that mohawk person inside. I just don't feel like I can rock it outside. That's a great story. I'd love to hear the end of it sometime. <laughs> so, uh, Paul, you want to take a drone to break? Yeah, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to get a hold of Grossenbacher. I know he has a... Well, we can do that during break. Yeah. We just spoke about Farino. I could probably get him on the horn, too. Well, no, that's true, too. Um, a little Yankee action. So we'll take a little break and then come back and uh, meet Calhoun Vanderhort. Oh, uh, Calhoun Vanderhorst. Oh, well, man. He's like my second cousin. Dude, you guys aren't going to like this guy. I don't know why you keep... I know he's traveled well, around. you're he's the done, one that said, you know... He's done a lot of fishing all over the world, but does... I mean, he's just... He's kind of a one-upper, man. He's kind of a... You know, been there, done well, that. Well, he probably Nothing just says that because you're family. He won't do that to us, probably. I don't know, man. He's going to be here soon, though, so we've got to stop talking bad about him. But I, I don't I don't know that you guys are going to be as impressed as you think you're going to be. All right, well, let me rock this out. Get it going out right. of here. Here's your request. So good. It's like, let this play just... This, I'm going to stay on the mic. That? I'm not, I'm not going to mic out yet. I'm going to make this last a little longer. <laughs> Love this song. Enjoy it. Just enjoy your ear holes being pleasured. Thank you. 
song in my heart makes just one sound And I sing along just the same And I wonder how long I'll hang around Before I go insane Before I break down Get going I'm thinking of a number. There it is, 1,763. Now, the Cinco Library presents the first ever encyclopedia of numbers. You know, for thousands of years, mathematicians and families have searched for a single volume that could contain all of the numbers imaginable. Well, Cinco has done it. They've created the first encyclopedia of numbers. Now you can enjoy numbers listed numerically, or alphabetically. Cinco's also created a series of more specific collections targeting your needs. There are six-digit numbers. Numbers beginning with four. Fractional numbers. Phone numbers. Fax numbers. Beeper numbers. Numbers forgotten by time. Numbers that go nowhere. This one doesn't even have numbers in it. And now, numbers just for men. Cinco has created some of the tallest books known to man. You'll even need a special tall bookshelf to shelf these books. Because it really is all about the numbers. Please buy my books. Guns N' Roses back at the Coachella Festival. I'm sorry, I've been talking into a dead mic. But they're all back together. Like before, oh. there's been Guns N' Roses, but no Slash or Duffy. Like, or have Duff. you seen Slash lately? Like he's like a fat little. I don't troll care what he dude. looks like. He it, can. It just. I just don't feel like he can still pull it off like the way he used to. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, uh-huh. I don't know how many That's years ago it was, but he was on one of those like MTV Music Awards. And he was wearing a Raiders jersey and he's like this oh. fat little. Troll and he was he was bad. Fat little troll. <laughs> he did. I'm fat, but I mean, like you know. I'm sure he didn't look, 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 look when like you a think fat when little you, troll. He did, dude. He was wearing an oversized Raiders jersey, to, like cover up the fatness. And well, not to be beat by the guy that had the uh, KFC bucket on his head. Oh, bucket, oh, bucket head. head. Bucket head. That joined them for a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, Buckethead. Yeah. <clears throat> well, anyway, so we scrambled old Tom by. He hadn't been feeling too well. His voice is all throw it out and just uh, ain't going to happen. So we, But we got a treat for you. We got Joel Dickey. He'll be coming live from the Fly Fishing Show in Denver. Woo! God, That's right. don't do that anymore. That hurt. <laughs> that was uh, Denver. Wow, that hurt. Denver doesn't have any foghorns. <laughs> oh, I've been there. I've yet to hear a foghorn go off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all, we scrambled and we called David Grossenbacher, who was also on the show with Joel that day that got totally yeah, and we deleted. called up old Thad. Thad was in. So we got we had David and or not I keep calling it See, we got David Grossman, who we're friends with, 
Yeah. And we got yeah, Brian Grossenbacher. I get him. I yeah, always hard mix their names up. But then we got Thad on there. But uh, see, now you're, you're sounding like my cousin now. Like you're like, oh, we've got so many popular friends that we could have talked to, but we chose this one. Yeah, I'd feel bad kind of shitting on Utah with uh, with Thad, Thad being, on? being on the show. No, actually, I, I think you should shit on Utah while Thad's on the phone with us. That would be even better. He'd probably agree with you. I mean, look at him. He travels all over the world just to get away from Utah. <laughs> Dude, well. build a truck that runs on vegetable oil because that's the only way he could get out of Utah. <laughs> Shopping back alive. We love you, Utah. We really do. So, it's hard to talk over all Axel getting. Well, I just, this has been kind of a rock and roll heavy show. We did a little like slobber bone with a gun. Slobber bone's not really rock and roll. Like, but it's rock. It is. It's like what I'd call southern rock, but nowadays, yeah. that wouldn't be considered rock and roll. And I mean Denton, Texas. Of course, Denton, rock. Texas. Yeah, God, they're good. God, they're good. <laughs> I wish that was still like I still I wish I could like turn on my dropping acid at a Hendrix show. <laughs> <laughs> play that again. The play having one beer at a Lucero show is right. like not right. dropping acid at a Hendrix show. <laughs> uh-huh. That is true. <laughs> it's a true story. Can we get Lucero on the phone one week? That would make me really happy. Oh, Benny. We need to call them up. I know we've called some people and got the old like middle finger. First question cool from Doug would be, how do they find those? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a whole. Hey, so have you ever played for Hendrix? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, have you ever, I'm sure you've sat in with, with Clapton at least once, right? Is totally, totally. Yeah. So uh, let's meet your cousin, man. I, I know he's out in the living he's room. Sit in the living room. Um, Why didn't he just, just sit in the living room? Why didn't he just come in here? Because I didn't want him in here. Like, look. So, what's right. his name again? His name is Calhoun Vanderhorst. And Calhoun Vanderhorst. Yeah, <laughs> he plays it up too because it's a really Charleston name, and like our family's from West North Carolina. His family, half of them are from down here, and then you know half of them are, are, are obviously my family. They're up in the mountains. Let me guess, the Vanderhorst are from Charleston. <laughs> There's a road. There's literally a street downtown Charleston called Vanderhorst. Okay, I think I think they pronounce it Vandross. But listen, it's Vanderhorst. Let's hear all that from him. The point is, he fly yeah. fishes a lot, right? He's a good fly fisherman. He does fly fish, and he's tr- he's well traveled. He's, he's on the rich side of the family, okay. uh, uh, not my side of the family. I right, was getting him in here. Come on all in right. here, boy. Come on, come on. You can take my mic. All right, man. All right, Calhoun Vanderhorst. Oh, hello there. Hello there. There he is. Oh. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. It's uh, oh. pleasant, pleasant to be here this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Thanks. Yeah, for I've, I've been, to, I've been to other, of other radio shows, of course. You know. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Howard Stern invited me on one time to, to discuss what? the, uh, discuss some things I saw when I was in South Asia during a, a particular uprising. We don't, we don't really talk about. It. I'm sure you read about it in the news, but um, <laughs> was the setup just like this? Pretty no, much? it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was much more elaborate. Not to play down on your, uh, your towny version of a radio show. But it was uh, it was a little more it was a little more elaborate. But uh, well, cool, they man. got the job done. Apparently, you boys are getting the job done as well. I'm um, excited to be here. Well, yeah, but let's not talk about that. Let's, let's no, yeah. so you're from Charleston. You and Mike are cousins. Well, I'm not I'm not particularly from Charleston. However, my lineage uh, traces back here pre Civil War. Uh, my family, of course, uh, lived south abroad. Uh, okay. We don't uh, we don't associate with those north of that particular avenue. But we uh, we've been here for many generations. Um, and do you know Joe that. Kaufman's in law? Joe Kaufman, yes, I do. I do. He, uh, I was not at the wedding. I was engaged uh, with other things. But uh, were I you heard in, it was a were you invited? No. Uh, yes, I was. Yes, I was. I had to decline. Um, I was not uh, okay. not sure. able to make that particular engagement. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, so you've been have you been doing some fishing? 
Yes, um, I have. Well, not uh, not particularly domestic fishing, but uh, I do get around, and uh, I have been wetting a line, as they uh, colloquially <laughs> like to say occasionally. <laughs> um, okay, where'd you go fishing, man? Um, well, you know, uh, I started out, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever been to Alaska. Um, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah, my parents went to Alaska a couple yeah, of years Yeah, Alaska ago. was a layover. Oh. Um, we, we, stopped, we stopped in Anchorage for a day. Uh, didn't leave the airport. A terrible place, Anchorage. Terrible. I know. I've been to Anchorage. No, it's, it's awful. Okay. Um, but we were on our way to uh, the Kamchatka Peninsula, or as the natives like to call it, Lukanaka. Uh, and okay, uh, we cool. stopped there for a, uh, a jaunt with the uh, local uh, migrant species this summer. Yeah, I just got back from that. It was it was beautiful. And you all caught some rainbow trout? Yes, we did. We caught some large rainbow trout. Um, I've caught like a 21, like my biggest. No, it is. Like that would be considered 20. a small fish in Kamchatka. Yeah. I don't even um, know what my biggest fish is. Yeah, I'm sure really? it was nothing yeah. like these fish. These fish were, were quite on some other level. However, uh, I didn't manage to break any records or anything, of course. You know, I mean, being there for only two months. It was it was hard to target that many fish, but we did catch a few uh, uh, bruisers, as they would say in the local language. Well, I I can see how you and Mike are distantly related. But, yes, uh, you yes. look like a guy that's just all about GTs. GTs. Well, the GTs are fabulous. The GTs are fabulous, and uh, they are they're, they're aggressive. So you fish for them? Uh, no, no. Uh, when we accidentally catch them, we, we cut them up as chum, and we, we use them for targeting the uh, dog-toothed tuna, which live in the deeper parts of the reefs along the edges of most of those atolls that you'll find in that part of the region. Uh, the dog-tooth are an extremely aggressive uh, species and highly selective. However, with a good GT chummed up behind the boat, generally we like to drop them down and let the prop underneath the boat chaw them until it creates a chum slick. It works very well. well what, kind of, what kind of boat you got? Um, well, I'm actually between boats. Um, I just had one uh, special ordered. Uh, I was I was I was I was teetering on the edge between like going a new boat. Yes, uh, new um, in a sense. Um, but I, w- I was teetering on the on the fence. I, I didn't know if I needed something large. You know, uh, say like a uh, the new. Uh, Viking 70 Sport Fisher, which is being produced now out of North Carolina. Phenomenal boat, large, uh, sleeps 20. Um, has a range uh, that would allow me to cross the Atlantic on the times when I feel like I need to be in Paris, uh, or, oh. or if I wanted to go for the bluefin tuna run off of uh, the coast of uh, Madagascar, or um, you know those things. And 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 you know money was not really the issue. Uh, it was more, am I really going to use this boat, or is it going to end up sitting around costing me? dockage fees for most of the year. So I, I chose to go for uh, a much smaller vessel, um, a Hell's Bay. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that particular Oh, yeah, brand. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A new one? Will had, used well, to have a Hell's Bay, like an 05. Yeah, you're, but yeah no, yeah. see, 05. I, I'm looking for a new one. I have one a 1992, right and oh. I know that seems old, except for they only made three boats in 92. Um, that was their original mold. And once they got done with those bolts, they had a, uh, an accident in the factory where they dropped the mold, and the mold was cracked. And they redesigned it at that point uh, for reasons that <laughs> I, I can't possibly fathom, because the boats that they built in 92 were quite possibly the, the best boats ever built for flat site fishing. Well, they make pretty good ones today, too. No, they, they, they are good. Yes, I don't want to smirch the name of, of Hell's Bay. But the 92 boats were something 
something out of this world. They were quite, quite different from what you would well, buy if you just went and bought a Hell's Bay to this day. Well, Calhoun, you were talking about tropical fishing and yes. Seychelles. I've never been to Seychelles, Absolutely. but I've been to Honduras. And Honduras we, is fantastic unless... Really Unless you want to really see what fishing in Central America is like. <laughs> and if you really want to see what fishing in Central America is like, you need to go to a small province right off the coast of Guatemala. Well, do you want to let me finish? No. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'll let you finish in a moment. But I, I really need to tell you uh, about this place. It was, it was quite phenomenal. Guatemala is known for its sail fishing. And, of course, we all go down there for sail fish. I mean, who hasn't been to Guatemala in the wintertime to I catch have, sail fish? Well, you, you should. It, it's quite pleasant. But... North of there, in a small province, in a, in a town um, called, uh, well, actually, I'm not going to pronounce it because it doesn't come out in the English tongue very well, but they do have bonefish and tarpon and, and, and permit as well if, if one is so inclined to chase such a diminutive jack species. But you can go after them, but it's quite possible some earth-shattering experiences in South America I've ever had, or Central America, I should say, to be more correct. Well, I mean, just for the balancing out the show here for the people that are listening, yes. um, one, I used to live in Jackson, Wyoming. We Jackson, just Wyoming. tried fishing out there. Have you ever been out? To, I mean, anyway, Jackson, so Wyoming is fantastic if you can't make it to Montana. Um, Montana is far superior in my opinion. I was, we we're going to talk about Jackson. Wyoming. Jackson, uh, Jackson's Jackson's pleasant uh, if you enjoy drinking with ski bums and and other undesirables between. Well, that's where I caught my twenty. Two-inch cutthroat. Have you ever caught a twenty-two-inch yes, cutthroat? I have um, caught a twenty-six-inch cutthroat. Um, <laughs> He was not in, in Wyoming by any means. Uh, he was actually in a, a far reach of the Yukon. Uh, it's only thought about uh, one out of every 10 years, and you have to get a special permit from the government. But if you can make it, it is quite the experience. Large cutthroats, very large cutthroats. just a good them. time over there. Oh, I've had a lot of, lot of blessings in my life. Yes. A lot of blessings in my life, yes, yes, yes. I've been able to travel very well. It's been fun. So have you ever done any uh, bass fishing? So there's a place down in Texas called Lake Fork where... Texas, like the little 15. Mexico. They used to be Mexico. I don't know if you're familiar with your with your history there, Paul. I know you are a Texan, but you really should be calling yourself a Mexican. But speaking of Mexico, uh, Mexico has some of the best bass, bass fishing though. in the world. No, but 15 pounds is, is admirable. Admirable for a, a beginner. Um, you can catch much larger if you go south of the border through the to the actual Mexico, the not their territorial, uh, historical territorial boundaries, however, which you were born in, so technically you're not really a citizen of this country as far as okay. many Mexicans are concerned. Well, cool. Well, uh, we should get Mike back in here maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, is, is he? Did he man, oh, yeah, that, I, I believe uh, he's in the lobby. He yeah, let me have his microphone up, for a minute. This is, uh, well, uh, Calhoun Vander... Vander... Vander Horse. Most people pronounce it Vandross, if you want to be... Kind of like Luther. Yeah, kind of like no, not like Luther at all. Actually, his music's a well. Point. Maybe we can, maybe we can't have you again sometime in the future. So. Absolutely, I would love to if I find myself in the neighborhood. I, I don't know that I will. Charleston's quaint, but even though my uh, ancestors chose to settle here, I don't know that I will <laughs> particularly live here for very long. Okay. All right, man. Well, what's your next adventure? Just um, actually, I just I'm actually on a layover for a couple of days. I'm on my way to uh, um, probably going to stop in Sydney. On my way to uh, to New Zealand, I believe. Uh, maybe I'll ah, stay there. I'm you not see certain. germs there. Maybe germs. I'm not familiar with Jeremiah, germs. one of Mike and I's buddies and Will's buddies. Jeremiah. Oh Clark. yes, 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 and also a well-traveled man. I, be I believe he's in Antarctica at this point. Yeah, in time, he stops so. back through New Zealand. Yeah, I heard they've got some great grayling fishing in Antarctica. If a man knows where to look, if you know what I'm saying. Right, and buddy. I may well, perhaps have to do that one day. Well, thanks it's for on coming the list. by, man. On the list. Thanks. All right, Calvin Vanderhurst. Oh, my God.
All right. Mike, get back. Mike. Mike, get back in here, dude. Wow. What's up, guys? That dude. I do. I, I didn't even listen. I didn't care. I told you, man. He's not He's not one of us. He's something different. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys wanted him. This was not my idea. You so, asked, well, you said he was in town and he just fished a lot. Figured he could yeah, he does fish a lot. Or at least says he fishes a lot. I don't know, man. I, he doesn't ever invite me on any of his trips. I'm, I'm below him, I think. I don't know. Well, um, that's what it is. It is what it is. Family, you know, you can't pick him. Can't pick him. Well, uh... He was something. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> He's something else. Well, let's take a little break after that. I'm going to come back and read some blotter. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. Let's do it. All right, let me uh, get configured here. Will, are you configured? I'm Dr. Alan Thick. Studies have shown that short periods of sleep during the day can drastically reduce the incidence of some minor illnesses. And that's why I'm here to introduce you to a brand new fruit. It's called the Cinco Napple. This fruit makes you fall asleep and then wakes you up after only about 15 minutes. This is a truly amazing fruit. First, the apples are injected with a mild bowel irritant. Then the apples are dipped in a sleeping gel and set in the sun to dry. Simply take a few bites from the apple and it knocks you out. Oh, he's so sleepy. The apple juice sits in your stomach and then starts to gently irritate the bowels. So you wake up. You may want to wear your deep pants. Yeah. After all, a apple a day and a good nap a day will keep me awake. Back to the days of the big CD book in your passenger seat. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So many decisions to make at it while driving. <laughs> this CD though was someone took my Brad Paisley CD. <laughs> well, this is one of those classic albums. It's like one through seven's incredible, and then it starts kind of just uh, tapering off. And yeah. then the next thing you know, there's 23 titles on it. But a lot of them are talking. And oh yeah, like the little skits. Oh yeah. yeah. But uh. That was the thing with the hip hop albums. They had like little skits and stuff going on. In the that was the uh, nuts on your chin. As you might all be familiar with. I got these nuts too. Don't be scared of it. Yeah, man. So what we got going on? We got this police <laughs> good job, or something. Yeah. What, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. All right. So we're gonna do. That yeah. was appropriate music for the police blotter, <laughs> by the way. We're doing police blotter. <laughs> Don't you have some police music for me too, Will? I don't you know, think like I do. the thing about it, like as we're getting ready to read these, like police blotters generally the ones that you're gonna want to read on a, a radio show to be comical. Like we're we're playing, you know, 
black thug music, but it's rarely thugs that make the blotter. Like thugs no, get arrested for oh, like real shit. It's drunk. This is like drunk, drunk. white trash that no, always no. makes the blotter. That where you're like, oh man, you know, got caught with a shopping cart full of booze. <laughs> yeah. So, what you waving at me for? He's got something. He's cooking Just up on it, YouTube. Just <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, turn. So, uh, and I want you to count how many times there's either a a panoose mentioned, a panoose, <laughs> or just peeing. Yeah, okay, of, of that, I'm sure. A man was found lying on the ground with an open container of alcohol. When questioned, the man said, "said he was doing what homeless people do." <laughs> <laughs> Which, not to be confused so, with the fact that he was homeless. Yeah, yeah. So this is the best of Charleston for the whole year. So anyway. <laughs> Um, a drunk man urinated on himself while attempting to break into what he thought was his own home. In his defense, he was only half a mile off. <laughs> Kevin Jurgens. I could see a couple doors half a mile Kevin, you the out extreme. there? Yeah. Police responded to a restaurant regarding an intoxicated man who was causing a disturbance. Officers arrived to find the man had removed his prosthetic leg and he was unable to reattach it. Oh, no. What po- Grossman. What, what, point are you, <laughs> what point are you making in a fast food place by taking off your leg? Uh, oh, it itches. <laughs> I don't know, man. A drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so police responded to re- <laughs> I started visualizing that. A what, sir? A drumstick. I wonder if he ever even ordered food. I wonder if he just went to a table, sat down, and took his leg off. I don't know, man. Like uh, they gotta get like uncomfortable at some point. It's not like you know. anyway. So, police responded to a report of a car that was stuck in a fountain. The car's owner eventually showed up, stumbling around and reeking of alcohol, and said he didn't know that his car, how his car got there, and that someone must have taken his vehicle. I'm sure that's exactly what happened. True or false? What do, you, do we go with the the driver or someone? Well, the truth is they can't they can't convict him of it other than his car. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he came up with the plan. I'm gonna run away and then walk back up to my car and be like, man, <laughs> someone have, took this. I go have my panoose. The good side out. is like if they caught him if they caught him sitting in the car, he would have got charged with something. Like they can charge him for public intoxication, but they cannot charge him for the car being in the fountain unless somebody saw him drive it there. Don't hate the player. Hit the hey, game. dude, that's the know. game, son. They can't prove what they didn't yeah. see. <laughs> All right. After yelling obscenities and racial slurs, a state trooper, a man told police he was just trying to lighten the mood, according to an incident report. <laughs> yelling that usually yeah. works. Hey, usually. I've screamed. I've screamed obscenities from a baby. I've screamed obscenities a lot in my life, but very little, very few times has it lightened the mood. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got a college story. Or positive results. Or yeah, or anything good coming out of it, really. An intoxicated man urinated in the middle of a bar at a popular downtown steakhouse. Of course. <laughs> Let's see this laugh track. Probably undercut the state. Yeah, exactly. See, there's reasons for everything. Oh, you're going to be. You know. Anyway, so here's another one. Several people flagged down a police officer late at night and said they had seen a man nearby with his panoose hanging out. The officer found the man and arrested him, later writing that the man was licking, <laughs> not licking, was looking at his genitals with a confused look on his face as if something was wrong. <laughs> I get that a lot. I wouldn't want to see that, but I want to see what that look looks like. You want to see him from the waist you up. Think he's like, like, you want to see like just the waist yeah. up shot of that. Well, do you think he's lifting the undercarriage, like looking as if like he's confused as to why oh, it's man. there? What is this? What are you? Yeah, he right. yeah. A police know. officer responded to the scene of a car accident and found a woman behind the wheel 
with the pizza all over her face. The officer asked her why she had pizza on her face, and she replied, I was eating pizza. The officer asked if she had been drinking, and she said, yes, this has been a long time coming. Her blood alcohol was .22. (laughs) Thanks, Doug, wherever you are. I say that after every 12-hour shift I ever worked. Like, this has been a long time coming. Every time I crack the first beer, this is a long time coming. So how many times do you think she's driven drunk if she's telling the cop that? Uh, Could have been that old woman at uh, Hunley's. Old Betty. Betty. All right. A man walked into a seafood restaurant and demanded a free hamburger from the bartender, explaining that it was free hamburger day. <laughs> when the bartender refused, the man raised his voice and said, I'm the only cop out here today, and this is my beat. Before pouring <laughs> some water on the bar, when police arrived to arrest the man on a disorderly conduct charge, he said he, he had only one bottle of liquor and a couple beers today. Well, I can tell you two things he did wrong right off the bat. A couple <coughs> red flags. You got one, red flags. yeah, one. He went to a seafood restaurant <laughs> to get a hamburger <laughs> from the bar. <laughs> Not a good idea. Yeah. All right, got a few more here. Like going to a steakhouse. <coughs> Shrimp scampi stat. <laughs> All right. So after getting arrested for indecent exposure, a man told the police, "It's my deck. I can touch it if I want. Am I not allowed to touch my own deck?" Are you going to touch it for me? The officer did not touch it for him. <laughs> it's going to be on my team. The officer touched him, just not his dick. Yeah. <laughs> sure. While police were questioning a man who had been carried out of the bar around 1.30 a.m. and passed out on the sidewalk, they asked him if he knew who was the president. He answered, T-Pain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make my own I got to give him. I got to give him. I'm making my own cotton with I got to give him a go just on creativity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so a couple more. Two more. Oh, I thought you said that was the last one. No, two more. Okay, keep going. After police caught a man peeling in an... Oh, that's... Well, peeling? We got Eddie Money rocking. Is he peeling? Okay, I'll start it. I just wanted to make sure you everyone knew Eddie, Eddie Money, Money was rocking. I hear that. After police caught a man peeling... God, what are you... You said it twice peeling? now. Twice. Skip, skip. Between, between Panus and peeling. Peeing peeling let's get it out of the way. He was peeing. He was okay. peeing. He was peeing. In an alleyway about five feet away from a porta potty. <laughs> Who wants to go in those? <laughs> I, that's, so, I think you can. There's so just a general that, that, area law. Especially, yeah. especially when it's dark. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's you no lights know what's in this. Going there should on be a five foot radius like yes. law. You don't know yes. what you're going to touch in there. All right. So let me start over here. He was peeing in an alleyway about five feet away from a porta potty, which in my rules is. Fine. He's acceptable. He's a go. The man said he did not know it was illegal to piss in public because he was from New Jersey where he urinated in public wherever he wanted. Mm. Jeff Heath is out there. Yes, got he arrested. <laughs> never told us. Son uh, of a bitch. Jersey. Jersey. I can pee where I want. All right, so I got one more. After getting patted down by the police, a man got flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. I love that word. Like, it's not used enough in my, in my, in my He book. became physically flabbergasted. Do you, think the, do you think the cop wrote that? Well, he became flabbergasted at the moment yeah. that I questioned him. Yeah. All right, so a man dog. got flabbergasted and said, I don't have shit on me. What do y'all want me to do? Shit out some weed? It turned out he had three baggies of weed and a bag of crack cocaine in his underwear. <laughs> he did not have to shit them out. <laughs> Would have been funnier, been that's funnier. today's news. So, so something like that. Me and my wife went on a date last night. 
Yeah, wait, wait, it didn't involve three bags of weed no, and a no, cocaine and shit it out of some old man's ass. But we went to our favorite little hole in the wall, uh, Hemingway's. Ooh. Ooh. I do love Hemingway's. So we walk in there. First, I love the owners. And we get in there very early, like 5 o'clock, just to get a beer outside, even though it's like 30 degrees. And uh, this girl in there, she's probably about 25. She is just at the bar loudly talking. And this is kind of rare for this bar. And she's like, I've had the worst day ever. I had to go to Savannah. The cops pulled me over. Took my boyfriend to jail. They got the drug dogs walking around the car. She goes, they didn't even find the weed. <laughs> and then I got back like four hours later. Nice. I love the fact that it wasn't. there was no weed. They just didn't <laughs> find, find it. The weed. Yeah. <laughs> Not weed. Um, so, so, uh, so that was yeah. today's news. Yeah. That was Charles' news. news. Water. That was pretty solid. So, so for those of you who have listened to this show, which we appreciate, by the way, we're actually, I should say appreciate, but realistically, we're more like shocked that people listen to this show. Um, you may remember our next guest. Uh, he came in the first ever show we ever did. Yeah, he's kind of a 40s guy. Yeah, he's, he's old school, man. He's really old school, and uh, he's, he's, a, he's a rep. Uh, for a lot of companies, not not Flood Tide, um, so don't worry about that. But he uh, he is in the know, as people would say. He's a very knowledgeable man, and he has a lot to do with a lot of different companies. Um, so we, we have him do gear reviews occasionally because of his knowledge. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna bring this guy in here in just a second. Uh, he he just pulled up. I saw his car come out by the studio. So. Oh, he's no, calling. He's calling I'm sorry. Oh, he's no, not. No, is that not No, yeah. That's Schlitzky pulled we're, up. We're okay, call, I'm sorry. We're calling in so we're gonna call him That's Schlitzky that pulled up. Okay, yeah. no problem. I'm sorry. All right, let's I'm get retarded. him on the phone. Paul. Right. I love how he has the old school phone and everything. Yeah. Oh, that's loud. It's really loud. Okay. Hello. Scoop, what's up, buddy? Yes, uh, Scoop. Who's speaking? This is Paul. Oh, this is Mike. Will, oh, Mike. Will, Will just stepped out. He went to see what Schlitzky oh, wanted. Oh, I like that guy. Yeah, okay. It's been a couple months, man. How you been doing? Been doing well. Been doing well. Did you have a great New Year's? We <laughs> I did. I did have a good we New did. Year. I worked, but great. It, was, it wasn't bad. Are you sore? Yeah, I'm always sore. All right. <laughs> What's that sound in the background? Oh, that's just the newsroom typing up all the reviews coming out 16. You also you? use typewriters? Oh, yes. That's the number one way, man. Is that is that a dot matrix printer I hear? It right is there a dot going matrix. Out Listen to you over there. You don't, you don't. You don't go off. You don't go to the new technology. You, know, you like that dot matrix? No, no. Dot matrix all the way. Keep it slow and steady. <laughs> I like well, it. you've been. Uh, how was your Christmas? Oh, or, sorry, holidays. I don't. It was to. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We're Jewish. That's cool. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> we celebrate the holidays. Just had some good festival meals with the Grossmans from Asheville. Oh, oh good. Yeah. And uh, started off the New Year's watching some of the football games. Yeah. Watching your boys from the south. Is that is that a part of the is a part of the Jewish thing? Do you guys watch a lot of football? Yeah, well, we just it? have to review a lot of things going on, so we're just constantly watching the TV. So, mm-hmm. are you in DC? Uh, no, I'm in uh, Gettysburg. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's, that's Tennessee. Right. Oh, I think yeah, your printer Tennessee. cut out. Your printer yeah. cut out. Oh yeah, the power went out for a second. <laughs> well, so spotty coverage up there spotty. in Gettysburg. <laughs> spotty at best. So you got a couple reviews for us? Yes, I do. Just tell me when you boys are ready, and I'll hey. dive right hey, in. I say you start at the top of your list. Let's hear what you got. All right. Review one. Corkas Devil Canyon Wading Boot by Spencer Durant. Headline. Over the past two years, I've gone through half a dozen pairs of wading boots. The first few were cheap. What I could afford at the time. 
But as I started fishing more and more, I began to realize the need for a solid, dependable boot that wasn't going to cost me more than I've ever spent on a fly rod. 365 on an antique bamboo. That was too perfect to pass up. That's when I was turned on to corkers. One of my best friends fishes corkers religiously, and between that and their pricing, I had all the endorsement I needed to give them a try. Corkers! Check them out now. Okay, so wait, wait, you're not writing these reviews. Yeah. So, like, no, no. I, I feel no. like you just read somebody else's review. Oh, yes. It's, it's kind of like the AP for gear review or related. So, so you're like a newsroom for reviews. Yes, we're a newsroom. So who's are you reading? Uh, we're reading people in the industry. So who who who's are you reading right now? We're reading a uh, post by Spencer Durant. Oh, headline. Okay. okay. And where's he out of? Doesn't say. Okay. Okay. You. But it's tied in with Hatch Magazine. So next up. Okay. Ready. Patagonia three in one river salt jacket. Oh, nice. That's oh. a good one. By Chad Simoclair. Dateline. Gear designed for the days and the extremes of weather are given more of an opportunity to show their metal and prove their worth than the gear designed for the in the days in between. Let's face it, what you're wearing matters quite a bit less than when standing on a stream bank. Okay. Power went out again. Uh, I hear on that. a bluebird, 65 degree with a day pleasant blowing through your head. With the wax. sun pounding through the humid air and the mercury flirting with triple digits or when you're wading through frigid waters, ice flows drifting by sleet and pounding your face. I have no idea what this guy is saying. <laughs> this guy's waxing this poetic. Guy, yes. He is going after yes, it. I apologize for I that. I wrote voice. essays that were less wordy than that. <laughs> They're not all winners. <laughs> Next up in the final one, Jim Sims, G4Z waiters. Take that. Take that, Hitler. By Chris Hunt, Dateline. As we walk through the precarious, scree-strewn banks of the Turn Creek. Power went out again. <laughs> you said it was spotty. You weren't lying. Hoping against hope that we wouldn't find the first of the creek's pink salmon of the summer. I noticed a six-inch gash in my daughter's waders just below her hip on her backside. Sam's, get out there. All right, well, cool. Yeah, uh, there's nothing in reviews. How have you boys been doing? Good, good. Uh, you've been working a lot. Uh, more research, more than more research, more than anything. So I know we were talking about baseball, or you're a big baseball fan, right? Oh yeah, so love the old pastime. Now you came up with the splendid splinter. That's like what you're famous for coming My up. My father, Ted did. Williams. My father. Oh. Did. Okay. Skip Callahan. <laughs> of course, of course. So uh, is baseball still your your sport? Uh, it's my second love. After you, my third did wife. you ever used to comment like like broadcast games back in the day? Uh, Toledo Mudhead games, interestingly enough. Oh, okay. So did you, can you give us like a like a, a sample of how you would have I don't know broadcasted like a an at bat by let's say Ted Williams or Oh, those days are so far behind me, Paul. Okay. Okay. But well, I really do appreciate it. But you know, next time I'll bring in some sound bites for me covering a couple okay. of games. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Did y'all used to do like the SWAT where you'd hit the bat and in the studio? Oh yes, we did the couple of uh, oh, a rain shower broke out. That's usually us just pissing in a uh, tin bucket. Okay. Cool. So well, that's, hey man, that's kind of shenanigans. Something. Well, appreciate you uh, letting us taking this call. Well, thank you, sir. Really appreciate it, buddy. Uh, let's have you again in a couple weeks. Sounds good. All right, bud. Thank you. See you soon.
All right, old, old, old Scooper. Old scoop. Scooper. Love Scoop. Sorry, just look at the mo- Big fish. Like, not even a fish. Look at this tail. Will. Look hey, bud. Tail. I know. I know. I'm just backing. You He's always showing miss, me pictures. But you always miss Scoop, dude. Dude, I deal with that guy so what much. What is Matt out there saying? He calls you a lot. I mean, I really don't want to hear it. I, well, mean, I know you get him. He dry runs all these in front of me. I know. I, yeah. I'm just saying. Did you hear some of those reviews, man? I don't know. <laughs> I think he's just reading people's thoughts. No, he's definitely no, he's reading, reading people's, people's reviews. Reviews. Yeah. It's At least like, he gives them. Credit. I thought we were gonna get like real reviews. Well, the thing is, we have to give him a check too. Like, I know. He's reading I know. Them. I know. He's, Believe he, me. I, I hope he's giving the people he's reading a check because we just got done with the phone call. I'm gonna have to make another phone call to him soon. So about what? This, let's get all this straightened out, man. That's not what we signed up for. No. Just reading other people's stuff. No. Yeah. And he, he he admitted he didn't even fish anymore. No, I don't. I don't know. Well, uh, let's go out. Uh, let's come back. We're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna give Joel Dickey a call. Uh, he's filling in for Tom. Tom, we're gonna get you the next time. Uh, Joel, we didn't have his show last time because we erased it. So, but he's live at the fly fishing show, prepping and getting it ready. So that'll be even better. We're gonna get a little. Ah, that must be the shit. Little idea what's going on there. Oh, so yeah. uh, we're That's gonna go solid. out on this. It's gonna be fun. We'll be right back. Yep. machine delivers hundreds of interesting facts. Fact. Nearly all boys grow at least as tall as their mothers. Making it easy. Just punch in any number. No fact is false for the Cinco Facts machine. This man uses a fax machine to get back. Forget the X. We've got CTS. Making it easy. Learn these interesting facts. Fact. The captain of a ship is in charge of the ship. Fact. The name Greg is often used to name male baby. Fact. The first trumpet player was Mark Lewis. Making it easy. It couldn't possibly be easier. Cinco. Making it easy and fast. The Cinco Facts machine. From Cinco. Home often. Making it easy. Couple more segments. Yeah, we got a couple more. We ain't done yet. It's only an hour and twenty minutes into the show. You know you're not over us yet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're gonna call Joel, and we uh, mentioned that he's out. Well, uh, and, and we should also reiterate the point that we already did an interview with Joel, um, and uh, it didn't record. In fact, that entire show we had to scrap it, and I feel like it was a fine show. Well, no. It was not a great to make show. Us one of the biggest dumbasses. It recorded us. It just did not. Record. Yeah, it just didn't record. Yeah. So like, what you would have had is a one-sided conversation, like us asking questions and laughing and responding. And, and I feel bad too, like Matt Schliske, like because Schliske barred the PA, and I'm like, I don't think it's your fault, dude. It's one of those things. If I barred your 1982 boat, yeah. and yeah. I happened to be the one that took it out, and it would break on the day. I took it out. Yeah. Like I'd Wait, be, is that like, why we have this fancy mixer thing? Well, now? this is because we need it anyway. I don't know that he even broke the PA. I think I did a different setting or something. Yeah. Because last I week when I came in, we had the mixer and the PA. 
This now is we the, just have the. That's the replacement. Oh, okay. So it's fancier. Guys, guys so Matt, we love you. You didn't yeah. break anything. Matt didn't break anything. Every one of those not, guys at Pig Farm Meat, they take no. care of everything. They're the greatest yeah. guys in the yeah. world. So. Oh, and that reminds me. No, they're not. They're, Next they're, Wednesday. <laughs> Next Wednesday, uh, we're we're going to broadcast this show at Palmetto Brewery here in Charleston right. for I'm the Iron I can Fly. That. I'm for hoping the, I can for make pig that. I'm, I'm hoping I can make that so not even for the broadcast, just for the So the, everyone the needs party. to call where Michael works. And get me off work. <laughs> My boss lady needs to understand how important it is that I'm at the pig farm. Boss lady. Hey, I work in I like how you have to define that she's a lady, not just a boss lady. Dude, I'm the only male in my entire... Well, can I fin- let me just finish this sorry, public, public service announcement. Sorry. What a male you next, are. Next week, Palmetto Brewery here in Charleston, next Wednesday, the 13th, we're starting at 5 to 7 or thereabouts. We're going to record the show Salt from here. Laugh. Be drinking some <laughs> brews. Recording the show right before things get a little weird for the uh, Pig Farm Inc. Iron Fly that starts And they at do seven. get weird when those Pig Farm boys <coughs> do their thing. They're yeah, a, so you're, if you're in Charleston, come on. Yeah, definitely stop by Palmetto Brewery. It's, it's an awesome brewery to go to for a good time. They have awesome beer. Yeah, they're good to us. We do our yeah. party there. So uh, they're good people. So uh, Good folks. Definitely yeah. come out. Thoroughly Richard enjoyed Queso might be there. God, Richard, Richard Queso. Queso. We got Richard Queso's mail sack oh, coming up. He's going to answer some questions. I think we got one email. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to answer <laughs> a question. <laughs> Whoa. And by the way, before well, we get into this conversation, okay. before we get into this conversation, if you have questions for Richard yes. Queso and or just the show, if you have a comment or a question that you would like us to address Anything. on this show, you can email it to info at floodtideco.com. That's it. And you email that, and we will talk about it. We really have nothing else to do. So call us up, text us up, you know, whatever you got to do, from your phone, from your, from your laptop. You just email us up, and it can be a question for Richard Queso, which he's an expert in all things fishing, and he'll answer those questions. They can be technical questions about gear. They can be questions about anything in life that you want to talk about. Or if you just have a, a topic or a question you want us to address as the Flood Tide guys. And see Sexual what matters. Yeah, maybe some family matters. I mean, maybe some maybe some things going on at home that you just can't get your head around. We'll be happy to help you out. Or maybe you just want to get out of the house. Or that. Hell, I mean, if you know, just give us a, give us a shout. We'd be interested to hear from you, and we'd be interested to talk about whatever you want us to talk about. That's why we're here. We're here for you. All right. Well, let's uh, let's give Joel a call. Be drinking. Joel's waiting for us. All right, Joel. Let's give him a call. Give him a call. Uh, is this mine? That's yours. Is that yours? Damn it. These empties are all mine. Okay. <laughs> Turn that phone, boy. Get after it. All right. All right, we have to kill that background music because you don't want to leave that on while we got a phone call going. You're right. It's calling. I don't hear it ringing. Uh oh. Oh, he is busy on the phone at the moment. He just, we just texted him and told his ass we was calling him. Well, it's better not turn into the, the thing I heard on well, when I wasn't here. We got to call Ben Austin whenever this happens. Oh, God. He ain't, <laughs> he's going to answer for two seconds and then hang up on us because he's got shit going on. <laughs> All right, um, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep after it. Joel, he'll answer his phone. Joel's a good dude. Um, in yeah, the meantime, so they're they're setting up. He usually deals with TNT. Thomas and Thomas is kind of which is a cool rock he, company, by the yeah, way. Yeah, so that's I don't know if like they sponsor or ambassador, whatever. He's, he's kind of oh, I, I got some sound now. That makes me happier. Hello. Hey. Jolie. What, what's happening, guys? What's going on, How are you, man? Buddy? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm out here in this 
beautiful snow out here in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> I'm sure that's right up your alley, Joel. Yeah, getting ready for the fly fishing show out here. So You going to do some pow-pow runs, some chokers, some, some champagne pow-pow? <laughs> He's like, what the Something hell? Something like that. <laughs> well, I, hey, man. Well, uh, hey, I, I just wanted to because we we know you um but i want you to just tell everybody you know who you are what do you do i mean i know you, you are not from denver colorado nor are you used to snow so how about you tell us who you are and what you know and let's pretend we didn't do this uh, like well, a month ago <laughs> <laughs> well i am captain joel dickie and i got full time out of big pine key florida Ooh. for bonefish permit and tarpon so, so yeah, there's that you know and you're all i mean your background has some trout in it like you you're from the mountains of north georgia you're originally a trout guy yeah. uh and then yeah and you, you've told me the story how you met bruce at home depot and he kind of took you under his wing and he told you to come down there and he would take you fishing if you took him fishing and next thing you know a month later you're moving to the keys isn't that kind of how it happened well, basically, yeah, it was something like that. It was, uh, <clears throat> I caught my first tarpon, and uh, basically after my first tarpon, it was 14 months later, I was uh, I was in the Keys because at that moment when that first fish uh, broke the surface, I said, I am guiding to wrong fish. <laughs> <clears throat> this is what I got to do. Was it tough? So, was it a tough sell for your, your wife and and family to just pack up and move or was she kind of itching to do something different too well you know not really i mean it, it is the keys um which you know there there are some cons with living in the keys there's a lot of pros but there are some cons but you know it wasn't that hard of a sale but it i guess it did kind of come out of left field you know um but then again you know, she was with me, and I guess she kind of sensed it, you know. So, there you go. It was, uh, it, you know, I just, I, I knew, you know, after seeing all that I'd seen on TV and, and you know, watching stuff like Walker State Chronicles, which, you know, every fly fisherman in there that knows anything is that's like they're the best fly fishing show that has ever come on TV, a flip palette. And, you know, I, I used to watch that and had always dreamed of, you know, catching a tarpon. And when I finally did, I, I knew that my trout fishing days were numbered. So, well, I mean, you know, and I, and I like you brought Walker's K up, but at the same time, I want you to, to you know, to, uh, Explain to folks out there that you don't just get to walk, watch Walker's K Chronicles and move to the Keys and become what you've become. Like I'm sure there was uh, quite the learning curve and quite the time period of a lot of hard work that that led you to be, to be honest, to to be a well-known, well-respected guide down there. So uh, I mean, how was that? How was your, how was your first couple of like let's say months slash years in the Keys? I mean, how, how was that for you? Well. You know, when you first get down there, uh, luckily I did have a, a, you know, what, you know, people would consider a real job at the time that allowed me to transfer down there. And, you know, my first year, I really didn't even guide. I uh, <clears throat> didn't even take the first, you know, um, uh, client out. Um, but what I did do was I did a lot of running, did a lot of searching, um, 
and just you know once you start to find fish start figuring out you know the pattern that that where these fish like to be you know you get out your map and you you know you I cannot tell you how many hours I studied uh multiple uh satellite image map and you know would circle a spot you know two or three spots of okay first off I got to find out how to get there second off I got to figure out okay you know when the fish are going to be there because you know technically the first two or three times that you go there there might not be any fish there just because a it might be in the wrong tide it might be the wrong time of day it might be you know, and so there's a lot of spots, and and to be honest with you, a lot of those spots, I still check, even the ones that for ten years I've checked, and I still check spots. Well, one day, where I think one day, are. yeah. And in just one day, out of the blue, you know, fish are there. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a it's a lot of 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 you know, basically. Snipe hunting, really. A lot of, uh, lot of burning gas. <laughs> yeah. A lot of burning gas. A lot of, you know, listening to people who are well-respected in the area. You know, uh, you've you got to kind of humble yourself as no matter how good of a fly fisherman you think you are, you know, because I mean, those guys that have been down there for 20 years, they – you know, they're, they know what they're talking about and it's, it's, you just got to listen and, and, you know, know your role (laughs) at first, that's for sure. Um, and just, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many days I spent on the water, just in hours running and just looking for, you know, from bonefish to permit to tarpon. I, you know, I mean, of course, you know, my biggest draw was the tarpon. Uh, I mean, I like the bonefish and permit fish too, but the tarpon fishing is, is <clears throat> what got me down there and probably what I spend most of my time doing. Um, and, but, I mean, I love catching a permit just as good as anybody else, you know, and... I still, you know, every day look for new spots for those, too. So, and, and, I mean, even after 12 years of being down there, I still, every day, I learn something. And I've kind of got a very hard uh, and very stern belief that if you're not learning, you're not doing something right, and you're just backing up. So, I've always said that. Gotcha. Well, Joel, hey, it's Will. Um I know that you've uh, been lined up with Thomas and Thomas Fly Rods for a while, and I know you're uh, always happy to go along with the group on this trip, uh, ICAST, the show you're at now. So big question yeah. I have, since we, one of the few times we get to see each other on a consistent basis is about two or one or two shows a year. So we didn't make it out to the show. Is there anybody mm-hmm. from the South contingent that uh, that we all know, good friends of ours, yeah. are out there with you, or are you kind of just uh, being a Southern boy by yourself? Well, you know, believe it or not, it's everybody's just setting up right now. Um, I'm sure there's going to be guys from, you know, from the South. I mean, they should be. 
Uh, I mean, because this is a consumer show compared to like where ICAST is just dealers. Yeah. Um, so basically, you know, everybody can come in. And, you, you, you know, Grand, I guess, you know, as far as the industry is concerned, you know, you're in the heart of, you know, trout fishing, for, you know, fly fishing for trout out here out west. But, you know, a lot of people don't understand that how good a trout fishing there is out east. And I would, I would be very surprised if there was not people out here, you know, at least trying to get, you know, some of the guys coming from out west because there's places you can go um, to destination fish out east for trout too. For sure. You know, um, of course, and and not only that, I mean, obviously you have the saltwater. I mean, that's where the saltwater game is, really. Um, but um, yeah, I would. Uh, I've not seen anybody yet, but. I, like I said, there's not a lot of people here. Everybody's just now starting to get set up. So, gotcha. Well, hey, which uh, I see. Hey, Joel, I know that you've been spending a little time in North Georgia, kind of taking like a month or two off. Uh, and I know that you're set to go back down south when your new boat's ready. And when is that happening? When are you heading back down to Florida? I I should be headed back down in mid February. I got to do two more shows um, with Thomas and Thomas. Um, one in Somerset. I might actually do the one out in California. Um, not was not really <clears throat> not really made up my mind, but I don't know if I'm going to get to do that one because I already have guys calling uh, for you know late February, uh, mid to late February. So I, I don't know if I'm going to get to do the California show, but I should be back down somewhere around the end of February. Um, should have my brand new boat by then. Um, can't wait for that. Yeah. So um, when you get that so, brand new boat, you start that engine. Where's where's what's the first thing you're gonna do? What what kind of? You're just gonna go open run it, or are you actually gonna go fishing? And what would you go fish for when you get back? Well, the first thing that I would probably fish for is tarpon for sure, because you know that mid to late February is when the the if it's warm down there and you have the right weather, that's when the really big girls get there. I remember a couple um, years ago, you, you called, and you are like, man, can you get down here? It's going, remember, because it was warm for like three weeks, late February, early March. I remember yeah. it was, you were, y'all were killing it a couple of years ago. Yes, it is. Anytime you have a really good warm spell in <laughs> February, early March, a lot of those fish come in, and when they get there, if the water temperature is right, they eat like piranhas because they. <clears throat> you got to think these fish have been moving, you know, for a few months now, headed south. They've not really seen flies. They they're out in deeper water, you know, so they're they're you know they're not molested, I guess, you know, uh, and when they come in like that if you can get into them you know i think one of the best days i've ever had harping fishing was in in february and we and we jumped for well, now this is laid up tarpon we jumped 22 fish wow. and that's this fish between 80 to 150 pounds and it was just unbelievable 
<laughs> yeah, man. Well, so for being guys, like I said, you're you're out in Denver, and the, and these guys, they're trout guys. But Denver's got a big airport. These these guys travel well. I mean, uh, it's not a hard place to, to oh, yeah. get to anywhere in the planet. So obviously, it's it's beneficial for you being a, a destination uh, type spot of uh, a guide. But uh, if you if you had guys coming down there, the guys that had never seen tarpon and never and, and I've done some tarpon fishing and and uh, I've caught a few and that kind of thing. But if you've got guys uh, coming down like me uh, who are still I have never caught a tarpon or, or have done limited tarpon fishing, what would be your thing? Like, what would be your one thing that you want them to be ready? And I'm not talking gear necessarily or flies or any of that crap, but like. I mean, you know as well as I do that that sometimes just uh, you know whether it's practice or, or casting or accuracy or any of that kind of stuff. But like, what's the thing? What what's your ideal guy that shows up on your boat? Your ideal client? You know what what do you want people to be ready for when they get there? What what's the kind of mindset slash you know um, preparation, if you will, that do you think people should do before they come see you before they come get on your bow? Well, I think the biggest thing is be ready to learn. <laughs> uh, that is, I mean, in you know, and I say that, and that might be a little bit cliche, but it really is the truth. If you're willing to learn, willing to listen, <clears throat> you know, throw everything away that you've seen, read, heard about. It's it's a different deal when now it's in front of you. <clears throat> that make sense? Yes, sir. Um, I get it. I get because, it. Because, you know, a lot of people, you know, just take the wind, okay? It's, it's a one thing to be casting in a river, a lake, or wherever, where it's blowing 15 miles an hour. And then, you know, because generally, you know what happens when that happens, you know, when that's going on in a river or a lake. Everybody goes to where, you know, there's, you know, a little bit of a lead, you know. Well, unfortunately, where we're at in the Keys, there's no hiding. So, <laughs> um, you know, and not only that, just the excitement of seeing a big fish like that in three or four feet of gin clear water, it is buck fever times 100, you know, because... You know, you, you're not just looking. You, you're not just looking at it through a scope. Now you got to actually make a good cast. You got to make the presentation way. You got to strip the way I want you to strip. You got to, you know, or or whoever, what God wants you that. You know, you just listen to Him. You know, and because what I tell, you know, they a lot of times guys get that whistle in their ear, you know, of excitement, and they don't hear a saying you're saying so <laughs> they just kind of they just kind of react you know and, you can't blame them it, though man uh, i mean a big a big animal no, like that no, no, charging no. a fly in front of you it, it has the i mean it, it can loose the bowels on a on a person if you're not careful oh for sure and you know that is uh just the experience is is huge in in understanding you're going to miss fish. These fish don't eat everything that's thrown in front of them. Um, you know, they just don't do that. So it's, uh, you know, and the more you're on the boat, the more you're going to learn the situational awareness, 
the better you're going to get. Um, so that is, uh, that to me, just be ready to learn and be open-minded and, you know, get that wax out of your ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey Joel, um, we appreciate the time, man. We're going to let you, let you run. And I'm sure you can't wait to get, you know, go back and start prepping the Thomas and Thomas. I can't talk. Thomas and Thomas. Anyway, so we appreciate your time, bud. Thanks for doing this again with us. Uh, sorry about the first time. Got all goofed up. But uh, thanks, hey. thanks for taking this on the run. No problem, guys. Hope to see yeah, you soon. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. We'll see you. Hey, Bye, hey Joel. Joel, 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 Joel. Yo, yo, yo. What, yep. uh, what's, what's your website, man? What's your website for people to get in touch with you that are down in your area and want to go fishing? Uh, okay, my website is www.captainjoeldickey.com. Um, that, of course, that's Captain spelled out, C-A-P-T-A-I-N-J-O-E-L-D-I-C-K-E-Y. Um, cool. Captainjoeldickey.com. Awesome, nice. bud. Well, well, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks for doing yeah, it. Fantastic. Thanks, Joe. All right, everyone. All right, guys. I appreciate it. All right, yes, sir. Joel Dickey. Yeah, and, and by the way, if you're going to the Keys, you could do – you might do better, but you wouldn't do much better. You need to call that man if you're heading down there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And if he can't get you on the water, the guy knows everybody that's worth paying money He's to. in the know, and he's a great guy. Yeah, and I think I think that's a good rule for anywhere is to find a good guy that you, like, you know, respected authorities like ourselves recommend to you. And if he's not available – Ask him who to call. One thing Don't go to the internet. Ask the guy who lives there yeah, and does totally. the fishing and one thing wherever that, it is. One thing that's good with him, as I've been fishing out with him several times, is you build a rapport with him. And so you kind of have that conversation without having a conversation. That's important. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not just like you're dealing with this guy you don't know saying cast here, cast there. Well, any, yeah. any fishing guy on the planet, even if you're just fishing with your buddies, you know that. Because like, we all have a lot of buddies. But you have that guy that you fish with, that friend of yours that fish with, you don't have to tell him. You can look at him, or you you say half a sentence, and he knows exactly what you want yeah. out of him at that moment. It's a two man team. It really, dude. That's the thing. I don't think people understand a lot about saltwater fishing. Is it's a team sport. The guy on the back, you know, he might be the eyes or, or direction or whatever, but I mean, it's a team sport. The guy on the back has to put you in a position to make a cast. The guy on the front has to be ready to be in that position and not cast before it's there or or after it's there. So it really is, and I think you you hit it on the head, man. I mean, getting a like Joel said, get the wax out of your ears if you're new to it. But if you're not new to it, still, like, being able to get with somebody that you can get that connection with is huge when it comes to catching fish, really. For sure. All right, we're rolling this thing out. One more break, one more segment. Done. again at Senko insurance we've created a plan specifically for you it's called balls insurance for a low premium of just under forty dollars a month you're guaranteed that every time you're accidentally hit in the balls you'll receive a check for three hundred dollars why don't you join today thanks Senko.
all like headbanging. Woo! Yeah. I could do this all day long. Like just, I want to be that guy on the mic. Like I wish I sounded like that guy on the mic. Like, I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy. I don't know why I keep sounding like Ric Flair. Like maybe it's my North Carolina coming out. Always like, woo! I have realized that about myself the longer we do this show. Like my instinctual noise that I make to make sure that everybody in the world knows that I'm on this woo. microphone is woo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't plan that. It's not like I try it. It just comes out. You can't plan that. You can't plan that. All right. With that noise, I'm going to cut off Paul because I know what he's going to say, and I'm going to be the guy that says it. Oh, my gosh. The reason you're listening to this podcast is that you're listening to the flood cock. Flood, flood, flood cock. The flood cock. You're listening to the flood. I was going to go smooth with that. Now I fucked it up. Yeah. It's, our, this is, it's our blotter blog. This is the Flood Tide Company's blog slash podcast. And you're listening to this because some fine fellows named Will Abbott and Paul Puckett have a company called Flood Tide, wow. which makes excessively cool fishing apparel. Excessive. And you should seek out. Is this out Calhoun? This is Vanderhurst? Yeah. <laughs> you should seek out and find the stores that sell this particular uh, apparel. And you should encourage those stores near you, and by stores I mean fly fishing shops, to carry it if they don't. You'd be sorely, well, sorely, you sorely disappointed if you don't have these Look things to you. wear. I wear it every day, and I'm not saying that just because these guys are my buddies, and I'm on this podcast. I say that because I literally wear flood tide gear every. You're doubled day. out right now. I had doubled down. I, they made me strip down naked when I got in here because I had normal I had, protocol for that. It was normal protocol. They had to check me for weapons. I still have my knife on me, but they let me keep that. But I, I literally had two layers of flood tide on my person at one point in time today, and I caught fish wearing <laughs> two layers of flood tide on my person. I think you should have multiple layers of flood tide too. I think well, everybody should. On that behalf, let's give a shout out to Low Country Fly Shop here local. For sure. That, uh, you and can find it at. That's our local dealer here in Charleston, South Carolina. And who was uh, Dallas? You guys just went Tailwaters. Yeah. They just Tail finished waters. their. They got opened. A new shop they open. opened up Monday. Yeah. What is yeah. it? In the Market District? The Design District. Design District. Yep. Yep. And I'm going to throw out the only other, only other shop I know of outside of here because you guys know all the shops I don't know them. But Black Fly Outfitters in Jacksonville, yeah. Florida. Sure. Because you guys are all over the planet. We're only here. so <laughs> The planet. That planet, Paul. That's the internet. Hey. It goes everywhere. <laughs> but find a shop near you. Um, see if they own Flood Tide or buy Flood Tide gear and buy it from them because supporting a local fly shop as an ex-fly shop rat for 10 years of my life, supporting local fly shops yeah. is the most important thing you can do as an individual angler. Find Even if a shop you're buying man. anything else. Yeah, support them. But ah, that's it, loud. This is really loud. But it's even better if they carry Flood Tide. And if they don't carry Flood Tide, maybe you should buy Flood Tide at www.floodtideco.com. Talk to your local store manager. And then wear that shirt in the shop and point at that store manager and you say, hey, you're an idiot because you don't carry this. And make him carry it. Well, thanks, Mike. Thanks for the ad, buddy. Yeah. I had to give it. Somebody had to give you guys some props. You're just making Very up good. for Thank that Columbia sir. ad you had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I did give a pretty strong Columbia <laughs> ad. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks, man. That was that's just really <laughs> genuinely nice of you. Just a real nice surprise. Um, <laughs> well, uh, speaking of that, uh, so we were gonna do Oh Richard Casa. Yeah. Mail sack. Mail sack time. Um. Mail sack. Mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack, let's all go inside. Mail sack, mail sack, yeah, why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack, mail sack. It's your baby.
Welcome to Richard Queso's Mail Sack. I'm Richard Queso, and I am a fishing extraordinaire of the world and the United States of America. God bless America. And I have a mail sack, if you didn't figure that out yet. And I have teamed up with Flood Tide Company to bring my expertise and knowledge to this planet through the airwaves. So now we're going to go to my mail sack. All right, first off, we've got a man here named Chris Smith, and he emails Richard Queso, and he says, Dear Richard Queso, why does everybody that owns a boat think they're a captain? Well, Chris, I got a message for you. Everybody that owns a boat is a captain. If you're driving a boat, you're a captain. Welcome to it. I'm a captain. You're a captain. Everybody with a boat is a captain, so I think you need to get over it. I ain't got no fancy papers, didn't go to no fancy school, didn't nobody pin me or sign me up to no warrant or anything else. I bought a boat, and I'm a captain. Get out my way. Thank you. Welcome to Richard Queso's Mail Sack. All now right. tune in. That's the only one we got. That's the only one we got. Thanks, Richard Queso. Mail sack. Mail sack. Why is there hair in his mail sack? Mail sack. Mail sack. Let's all go inside. All right. Well, there I you love go. Richard Queso. He's awesome. Oh, he is the best. Maybe next time we can get a couple more emails. We just got one. I know we got one. I seriously need Chris. We, maybe we. Need and we literally just got it. Yeah. How, how can we encourage people to send them info we, at floodtideco.com? Yeah, info. Like, I think maybe we ought to go a little more on the on the on the interwebs. Maybe as individuals, should we, we all sign a letter to each one of them saying <laughs> thank you so much? Well, you know what? We'll do the discount code. How about that? We've been now, talking about see, doing that. Oh awesome. yeah, you get a yeah. special discount code. Yeah, and we'll email them back with the code. Okay, so there's the deal. Yeah. You email Richard Queso. You ask us a or question. If we choose that question to play it on the air, because, I mean, Because it would be fun to have three or four questions. Yeah, we, we want more than one question. So if we choose that question, you're going to get an email back from Flood Tide Co. with a special discount code that is only good for you and the fellow Queso questioners. It'll be 20% off of any Flood Tide company uh, you know, apparel purchase. So that's belt buckles. That's and we'll pick four or five of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be one person. It'll be anybody who we choose to play on the air. Okay? So it may not be everybody that emails, but if we choose to use your question, your question will be rewarded with 20% off. We're just How making this shit up on the fly. We l- That literally, Will wrote the 20% off and slid it over it's to kind of like the balls insurance. We just came up Yeah. With it. So guess what? Write in a question, get money off, get cool shit. It's not really that hard. It's not. Um, all right, well, so the next thing here is the Mike's rant. And uh, this is not planned. This came to me today because I, I can't stand this. So this happened to me today. So I'm sitting there thinking, there's no way Mike can stand it. <laughs> if I can't stand it, there's a good okay. chance I don't like it. I literally passed a car in the fast lane today. They were in the fast lane, they were going 15 miles an hour. <clears throat> I passed them in the slow lane. And I cut back as fast as I could just over. To, just yeah, to just to let them know that you were passing them because they suck. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> this, is, justice well, this is a double This is a double question. It's kind of a, okay. I guess it's just kind of a, uh, trying to think of the word for it. But Multiple it really comes, question. It's, it's, it all comes down to the middle of the, the same. So Wait, we didn't play when, the song. When you either, huh? You didn't play the song? Well, man, I don't have to play the song. I'm no, just saying I, I got used to the we song. Should. I got used to well, you. You took no, all this time to record right. a special song for me. I'm not being big-headed here, but I have a special song, and I like my special song. <laughs> you're right, Michael. If I've got to get mad and be a dick on the air, I can at least have a special okay, song. Here we for go. It. That's what you pissed off about today. What's crying? You so mad about today. Let's hear you say 
I'm really, really pissed off. I do love my special little song. It's a little things in life, folks. You need to keep serenity now. All right, all right. So, the question. Whoa. Paul got on Paul's doing real well. Paul's trying. Paul's trying. He got a little ahead of himself. Everything's okay. Everyone (laughs) just cool it. I gotta get back to where I was now. You messed me up. I'm sorry, dude. I I couldn't go on without my song. All right, let's Um, hear it, Mike. So, the question, the other, the comment is one of two things: either you hold the door for someone and they just act like you were not there, or you're in traffic and you let someone go in front of you and they don't wave. They don't right. give you some sort of acknowledgement. So what you're asking about was common courtesy. Is what you're Co- courtesy, man. That's what I was looking for earlier. You yeah. got. You got to give the wave. You got to get. You have to. The do first something. thing you do is get in position to give the wave. Give wave. But the wave is dead. I don't know if you noticed this, but like I, I grew up in a small town, and when you pass anybody, just like like head on passing, like they're coming the other direction. Yeah, a little hand wave, a little, little couple fingers off the steering wheel wave. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you don't get that living in a city. You know, in Charleston, I understand I that. Like, if I waved at everybody that went by me, I'd I'd break a finger or something. But here's the deal: common courtesy is dead, boys. I don't I don't know if you noticed that, but it's gone. It's dead. People don't have it. I hold the door for everybody: man, woman, child. It don't matter. But it's particularly okay if it's women, an old lady. But old ladies like tell you thank you more than anything. Yeah, because they grew up in a time period where common courtesy was a fucking thing. Or a it, guy walks in like he's the king of England or something like that. Like, Oh, and just I'm, don't even look at you. And then I like you're welcome. As though that's your job yeah. to open his. I always do that too. You're welcome. Yeah. And they but, still don't look at you. But here's the deal: people are consumed. Look at look at everything that is in your life right now. And I don't mean just me or Paul or anybody else. You spend more time on your cell phone looking at your Facebook and your Instagram. You start looking at whatever apps, Twitter, whatever it is out there, that social media. You're tied into the entire fucking universe. But because you're tied into the fi- entire universe, you fail to notice the people that are walking around in front of you. All right? Common courtesy died a long time ago, and it didn't die because of Facebook, and it didn't die because of the Internet. It died because people just stopped giving a fuck about anybody else that walks around on their planet. Look. We all might be tied into the rest of the world, but you still got to live wherever it is you live. And those other people that you see every day going in inside out of that grocery store that you hold the door for that don't say thank you, they live in that planet too. Problem is, they don't think they do. Somehow we've gotten this into our brains that we are the only human beings on the fucking planet. We walk around thinking that the world revolves around us and that nothing else happens outside of our little sphere of influence. And therefore, that guy, me or Paul or whoever that held the door, he doesn't matter. He doesn't exist. He's not important because he's not me. And he did that for me because I'm important, but he's not important. Stop looking at your fucking phone and look around you. Acknowledge people. Nod. Say hello. Ask them how they're doing and shut the fuck up and actually listen to the answer that you're going to get from that and say, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, that's great. No, shut up. All right? Listen, you ask a fucking question, listen to the fucking answer. You're not the only person on the planet. You exist in a sphere with the rest of us. Join the fucking school. Amen, brother. I'm out. You know, I may not have had sex, but I could fuck you up. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, well. That's another one. That was another one. That was another one. Uh, we gotta give a little credit to our uh, house band. Yeah. Um, you wanna kick it over to them? We really haven't kicked it over to them. Well, let me get my. Let me get my. Ready here. Get the band plugged up. Like a drum solo or something? Yeah, you know, uh, Hans Gruber and the Nakatomi Five. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> oh my god. I love so the bongos. Cows.
Is that Paul Schaefer over there? I can't see too well without my glasses. My gosh. Yeah. Paul Schaefer. Love bongos. It's my favorite instrument. Oh my All right. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for uh, listening for two hours. And tune in the next week. Just Seriously. for the sake of it, we're going to stay. No, we're going to you know, no, no, no. We've got like a minute song, and ten seconds. We're going to let this song play out. We're going two. Two hours. Two. We're going 120 minutes. Woo! How Salt about that guy. show? I, st- I went Ric Flair again. Why am I going Ric Flair all the time? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to let this song play out. Will it look good with my dude? No, I'm not gay. I've been with tons of women. That's a great story. I'd love to hear the end of it sometime. <laughs>